that's what I took away from this game in the end was that what they show here is the, the disaster that comes from not doing those things I'm talking about. These people, yeah. like, they double down all the time. Yeah. They never let anything go. They take themselves way too seriously. And these things are what continue to stoke the flames yeah. of this war and why it never ends. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. We're joined again by Ivan. How are you today? I'm great. See you guys. All right. So um, we're going to be covering chapter four of, well, I, we're, we're doing the neutral route on our first run. Right. But chapter four is, by and large, the same, no matter which route you pick. Yeah, there that's will what I be hear different characters to recruit some different right. side quests that are available in one and not the other but this the the main story thread is by and large the same in chapter four right so um what we're going to be doing next week just so people are aware right off the bat is covering all of the differences in the chaos route yeah. which is mostly just chapter three yeah um and the ending will be slightly different, just like a, a very small post-credits change. Okay, that's for next week, oh. and then after that, we'll get into, um, we'll get into the law. Wow. What were you going to say there, Ivan? Uh, I think the ending you might get, if you get the good ending, it's all well and good. Uh, because uh, I'm not going to give you directions on what to do to get it, <laughs> but just go into that scene without it. If if you get the good outcome, um good for you like that's a, <laughs> sweet the, the I, I, is so small that it, it really it might not be worth it just to go for it you know it, it's one scene that's different so sure. oh really i got you i, I see what you're but, saying so maybe not worry too much yet, yeah. so i'm not telling you how to do it so there's a chance you might not get it this time you know okay sure. <laughs> okay so uh let's go over a little bit of what Kashua talks about as we start the chapter here that this the, the title of this chapter chapter four is let us cling together yes cling together which was like we said last time the title of the psp release of this game the subtitle of it yeah <clears throat> and in um, japanese it's more something along the lines of just like holding hands mm, yep um but uh, did we cover the night oh hand in hand okay in japanese yeah that's close enough um but to cling together is almost like you don't have a choice, right? Mm. Like to cling to somebody or to something you really need. is like you're in a desperate spot. Yeah, right. Right. So I, I kind of like the context there. Or not the context, but the connotation. So um, the Bakram reeled as rumor after rumor flooded in following the fall of the castle. Uh, the leader of the enemy, a youth scarce old enough to shave, their own Abuna Branton, a man unworthy of their trust. The Dark Knights routed in the field of battle. So, Denim has essentially taken over as the commander of the yeah. Wallister. But above all else, the news that King Dorgalua's daughter still lived. In their desperation, the people wept. They yearned for a righteous leader, a savior to bring them prosperity. This is going to be key context for the conversation between the Lancelots. <laughs> it was a good conversation. Yeah, the, they yearned for a righteous leader, a savior to bring them prosperity. I take very strong note of that particular line. Yep, very nice. 
The Lady Cachua was the answer to their prayers. Lancelot Tartaros, mouthpiece of the Holy Lodician Empire, recognized Cachua as the rightful heir to the Valerian throne. The, quar the quarrel over succession was officially laid to rest. By Lancelot's accounting, the prior unrest, as he named it, stemmed not from a deep-rooted divide between clans, but instead from the misdeeds of a handful of power-hungry men. The history books would speak of no great Valerian war, yet only the landed and the uh, the landed and the nobility paid any service to Lancelot's tale. For those who resented the ascendancy of the Bakram, words made a poor salve. So the Wallister aren't going to accept her as queen. Uh, the wounds they suffered would not heal without further bloodshed. So it was that while the lie of the battlefield changed, the war raged on. What had once been seen as a clash of clans became a rift between the rulers and the ruled. A struggle to break free uh, from the yoke of oppression. So, that's uh, where we find ourselves. Um, Narrated by Kachua, yes, of course. Just got to keep pointing that out. <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> it uh, is considering she's the all ending. Third we got. person here. She's like Kachua. Then became the princess of yeah. the world. Like okay, you're Kachua. So <laughs> very interesting that she's saying it that way. I don't know if it's just supposed to be. It's just the voice actress doing a narrator, or if that's supposed to be right. Kachua narrating. Do you have any insight on that, Ivan? On the PSP version, the narrator was uh, different. It was a male, uh, at least for the oh, really? at least for the uh, opening narration. I don't. I don't think they, I don't remember if they had voice huh. acting for the narrations in between because the game didn't have voice acting in general, but right. it did for the narration. Well, mm. that's actually a good point you bring up because it's entirely possible. I mean, we've all played chapter four now, everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, it's entirely possible that she is not around yeah, pretty, right. pretty soon. Right. And so the fact that she's speaking past tense as though this is in a history book somewhere um, is uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not sure what the intention is there, but it is her voice doing the narrations. Well, that in my book, that just says that <laughs> canon is. <laughs> well, that's true, though. Right. There is a canon ending for the game. There you go. So, so and they're, they're yeah. approaching it from that perspective. Probably. Okay, let's talk about this uh, scene between the Lancelots here. So we, we find out that uh, Lancelot Hamilton, the, the holy knight of Zenobia, yeah. is chained here in the dungeons of Heim castle um obviously he was captured in that battle at rhyme yeah. brought here uh, he's not in good shape at all um looks like he's been tortured or is continuing to be tortured yeah um and you can hear voices from outside yes of people clamoring and it almost sounds like there's an uprising happening like yeah. right now yes at the dark knight's uh location they they are struggling to bring the order to the chaos, which is what they yes. claim they're there to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not going according to plan. Yes, but as most foreign interventionists, like if things go wrong, it's not that big a deal to them. Right? <laughs> like, oh, I can always go back to Lotus. You know, yeah. like, oh, shoot, I screwed up. Eh, whatever, no big deal, right? Sucks for the people of Valeria, but... Yeah. But there is a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> philosophy these Lancelots oh, debate yes. between each other about oh, the yes. nature of people, I yes. guess, of, of the common man, right? And One-Eyed Lance is very Nietzschean. <laughs> he is, he is, it's basically just Nietzsche. He's just spouting Nietzsche right now. It's wonderful. Yeah. So let's just read some of this dialogue because it's great. Yep. Um, Lancelot Hamilton. 
Let me guess, unable to stem the tide that rises from the hamlets and villages, because he's hearing the commotion yeah. from outside, right? Um, Dark Knight Lancelot. Perhaps we asked too much of the Bakram's soldiers. They're not the soldiers we are, you know, or the men. <laughs> I like that yeah, last line. It kind of like takes a stab at these islanders. As yeah. They're they're not uh, they're not on our level as people, not just as right. soldiers. But what's funny is what he's doing here, uh, because as you keep reading, just take note of this. He is not taking accountability for what happened here. Oh no. And he is blaming it on the external situation around him. Yep. Okay. Now continue to read what he says about these Valerians. Yep. Okay. So. Uh, Hamilton, Lancelot, always binding people to your will, fettering them, lest they show signs of free thought. Perhaps therein lies your problem. Dark Knight, Lancelot, they ask for a stern hand to rule them. Hamilton, Lancelot, they ask, you're mad. Dark Knight, you have it wrong. It is the world that is mad. Tell me, how many of these peasants would even lift a hand to better their lot were they given a chance? How many would bloody their hands, risk their necks, walk without leaning upon another? Hamilton, Lancelot's quiet. Back to Dark Knight, Lancelot. Think back to your own uprising. So this is the reference to Ogre Battle. Yeah. The uprising of that, that first yeah, game. Yeah, what happened right? before. Think back to your own uprising. Where were the people for whom you shed blood, safe at their hearths, grousing that more was not done for them? Right. Hamilton Lancelot. Times were hard. They had to do, uh, they had all they could, it was all they could do to keep themselves fed, more or less. I think they copied yeah. the line incorrectly. Dark Knight Lancelot. Nonsense. They chose to be victims. They think that only from without the castle walls may one voice, uh, may one voice discontent. Not realizing that the quickest way to the throne is a knife in the king's ribs. Hamilton. These people have the right to live out their own lives, not some part in a play of your design. Dark Knight. You have both your eyes, and yet you see less clearly than I do. True freedom is not granted from above, it is won from below. And yet the commons look without for a savior, even as they claim sovereignty over their own fate. They wait and they wait for this savior, never taking that first step towards saving themselves. They, they want it both ways, yes. you could say. Yes. They want someone to save them, and they want to have no responsibility whatsoever <laughs> and to have no burden or demands on them in any way, shape, or form. No responsibility, but um, all of the benefits of being saved. Yeah. Right. Uh, Hamilton doesn't see it that way. Man is not so slothful a creature as that. They merely lack our strength. Right. Dark Knight. You are too pure a heart, too pure of heart, Holy Knight. The people have no need of dreams. We give them all they need. And what is it? And what is that, pray tell? A strong, unwavering ruler. You are mad. And then this is this is a good one from Dark Knight. All men are born with a terrible burden upon their hearts, this insatiable yearning for pleasure. They do not hesitate to take the lives of others if it will better their own. And yet even these base creatures can know guilt. So what do they do? They turn it round. This is not my fault, man says. The world has failed me. Someone must bring order to this chaos. If the commons want to pursue their pleasure, let them do it in our service under our rule. That's kind of what I wanted to point out when he's blaming 
the circumstances. Yes. Um, instead of maybe himself. Um, he's here at this place. He's like, oh, man, these guys, they suck. Oh, this would have gone so great if it weren't for these people. Um, but then he's kind of turning that same blame onto everybody else, being like, hey, you guys don't take any responsibility and you don't really care and you just blame external sources. Uh, but he kind of does the same thing too. Yep. He's not without blame in this. Nope. He do I don't think he sees it. I think he's oblivious to that fact. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of goes both ways. <laughs> and this is kind of one thing I liked a lot about chapter four was nothing goes according to basically anyone's plan. Like there's, there's yeah, no side true. of that's this war, point. whether it's Wallister, Galgastan, Bakram, Liberation Front, Dark Knights, or Branton. Zenobia, yeah. It goes yeah. nobody's way. You're in the right. End. So there's not like an evil mastermind of the whole thing. No. That's just human nature. We are our own worst enemies. <laughs> yes. And it just, <laughs> the good. whole thing hmm. becomes a mess. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the way, at least that I view <laughs> wars. Like yeah. you, you think you have these intentions, you're going in here for this reason, you're doing this, but it always gets so muddy and yeah. everyone <laughs> suffers, everyone, and most especially the people. Yep. That's something that they point out in some dialogue uh, a little bit later too. And by the time we get to the ending, especially the ending we were going for uh, yeah. this run, like you see Denim sort of reflecting on all of this. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. like, was any of this really worth it? Right. What you, difference did it make? Or if it did make a difference, was that better or not? And yeah. even if it is better or isn't better, was it the right thing to do either way? Or would somebody else have been better at this than him? Yeah. yeah. Probably not. But like that, that's the thing. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, this is why it's so difficult. I think. It's so complex um, when, when you're dealing with these conflicts between uh, whether it's ethnic conflicts, whether, you know, whatever it is, everybody suffers legitimate, like terrible traumatic losses right. that give them a place to legitimately say, like, I was wronged yes. here. Everyone what can do What they that. did to it's me, um, I, I deserve... Uh, either vengeance or uh, I'm honor bound to seek it. Yeah. This, this, it's not okay. I can't let this go. Yeah. Everybody is going to feel that way. And everybody will have a right to feel that way. Depending on how you define the word rights. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's true. I guess what I mean, they, you, you'll, they'll have a place of uh, where they could legitimately feel that they are, um, well, well, that they were victims or that they were yes, wronged. In absolutely. Some way. Yeah. And this is actually something because we're doing uh, actually right now as the exclusive live streams on Patreon. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, which will be yeah. released publicly in a few months. Yeah. Um, but there was a line that really stuck out to me in the novel mm -hmm. that I hadn't picked up on before in the past. And um, I'll go into this more there. And I'm, I, I can't quote it because I wasn't thinking I was going to bring it up in this conversation necessarily. Well, but. I just finished the book a few days ago. so <laughs> Yeah, it, it's when uh, Gimli is speaking in Lothlorien with the Lady Galadriel. Right. And it says something like, he felt as if he was looking into the eyes of an enemy uh. and, and felt compassion. 
and it totally changes his entire demeanor. It's true. Gimli is very different post Lothlorien than he yes. was before that point. It w- that yeah. was the moment where like like he and Legolas would sort of banter back and forth about yeah, the yeah. problems between elves and dwarves and right. well it wasn't the dwarves fault that this happened yes, and, yes, and yes. Aragorn kept being like shut up like <laughs> this is not important right now um, we're on the but, same team here but Galadriel disarms him yes she completely totally. disarms him by just kind of by looking at him yeah. yeah anyway I'm elsewhere I will go further into what I you know what I took away from that reading it but I get this strong sense that the only real solution, and, and what I mean by real solution, I'm not saying that I expect this to happen, that this is um, by any means like even a, um, <laughs> a helpful thing really to say, mm-hmm. um, other than it's just a thing I believe to be true because I know it won't happen in reality. Fair but enough. that, that there yeah. is what I consider the only path to conflict resolution. Um, and maybe maybe we can apply this, maybe not to the large scale, but to the smaller scale, to yeah. the people that you know and, and interact with, your family members, your community members, your friends, whatnot. Since we can't, we can't have any impact on the larger conflicts right. of the world. But there was a study uh, and, uh, man, I, I was really not thinking I was going to bring this up or else I would have had it on hand. <laughs> There's a study I read several years ago, or at least read the summary of several years ago. It was talking about the way people react to um, conflicting facts to what oh, they right. believe. Right. right. So they have an ideology. They believe this. Yeah. And they were presented with facts that conflict their beliefs about yeah. the world or whatever. And they had two groups and one group, they just had them sit down and they just provided these facts. And there was a high rate of rejection of, of those the, facts. Of like facts. that can't be right. Right. I don't believe that. Right. right? The other group was uh, brought in and allowed first, they were, they were asked questions and they were allowed to elaborate on what they believe and why. So it was the, uh. the intention of that was to allow them to feel like what they had to say was valuable. They, they, they wanted to hear what they thought. Yeah. They let them say that first, then they presented the conflicting facts and the rate at which they accepted those facts was a lot higher. A lot higher. Um, part of that is when you get people to articulate their own position, uh, it's one thing to keep it in your mind and to just know, oh, this is what I think, right? But you keep it as soon as you try to put it into words or as soon as you try to explain it to somebody else, um, I feel like there's you're almost um, you're exposing your own weaknesses in a way that I think even you would know it yes. essentially when you just talk about it, and also getting people in the mood of talking, um, it puts you in a position where you just you're just I don't know you're more willing to accept something when you're just when you've taken a moment to look at somebody and talk to them first. Yes. Um, as opposed to just yes no, yes no yes no. Yes. Um. And, and what, what is tying these two things together for me, the, the moment from Lord of the Rings with Gimli and Lady Gladriel and this yeah. study, is the fact that you're in the face of someone you consider an enemy, right. you become disarmed yeah. when they actually genuinely listen to you. 
Sure. Or they give you the impression they want to know what you think. They right. value what you think or yeah. what you uh, have to say. When somebody offers that or extends that first to you, there's almost an obligation to do the same. Yes, right? I know. You like, feel immense pressure to do that back. Yeah. yeah it's true. And, so, and remember, too, that Gimli was forcibly blindfolded and was like, Oh, you're the yes. only one. Dwarfs aren't allowed here. And yes. up until that point, Gimli was not well treated by the elves. Right. Except for when a messenger was like, oh, okay, glad you'll see you now. And then they unblindfolded everyone. But he was not well treated. And in that moment, he had many complaints. Yes. Um, but he was disarmed immediately. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not perfect. Nobody is perfect as a, a resolver of conflicts. Mm. But um, I've been in some chaotic sort of like uh <laughs> situations in terms of like family dynamics and things like that where okay. there's a lot of conflict and these people are really mad at each other and um i i've done a lot of observing where i get along just fine with these people i either one like individually one -on -one with me yeah, yeah. but the, when they're together they just cannot seem to and and my yeah. observation is almost always they are not doing this principle. They are not giving the other person the impression that they care or uh, want to understand them. Right. And so I think what's, what I'm taking away from all of these things that I'm reading and, and the game we're playing right now is all of the people in this game, they are, they don't care. <laughs> They, yeah. they never care. They never give even like the slightest, uh, they don't extend any level, at, at, at any level, an olive branch to yeah. their enemies. I guess you could say. Sometimes Denim does. Denim, not even though, because he'll just say, lay down your arms and surrender <laughs> and you, you guys can live. I love, there's there's a part uh, towards the end of this game where one of the soldiers is like, don't even say that anymore. Yeah, you know we're not going to do it. That's stupid. <laughs> it's right? Stupid. Yeah. Um, but but this is how it escalates. Whether we're talking about the uh, larger sort of world conflict level or on the individual level, um, I think, and this comes a lot from even just observing arguments online or, or whatever. There is a, a really just a lack of both parties want because they view this person as yeah. an enemy to me yeah you're a bad guy yeah and if we could just stand back for a second and and make an attempt to understand somebody in good faith i think you will find that that disarms people and yeah. that they'll they'll it'll really change your ability to make headway and find places of compromise or oh, places yeah. where you even agree and realize you, you might even agree a lot more than you think that you do. Right. Of that course. you might have some different ideas about how to get to the same ends or whatever. Um, you know, the um, other people in discussions, you only bring up what's, what's important, right? You don't just talk about the mundane little details, right? Yeah. You bring up stuff that you deem is important. And this is something that, um, happens in terms of like uh, the way that the media will talk about certain things. You only talk about the differences. They only hear about the differences Yeah. because well, who cares about the similarities? I don't want to, I don't want to just like hear all the things I already agree with. 
Like, give me something that you don't agree with yes, me on. Right. All right, now let's talk. Now we can have a conversation. <laughs> and I think humans are like that. Even I'm like that in a lot of ways. And, of course, the media likes to feed us that um, more contentious content yeah. as opposed to the more sympathetic content yeah. um, in terms of the us versus them narratives. And But there is something in me that I do get kind of bored sure. when I'm just hearing agreements and, oh, yeah, that's cool. And I get – and this is just part of my personality because I do like to argue a little bit um, – I do, all of a sudden my ears perk up and my brain kind of focuses. And as soon as I hear something I disagree with, I'm just like, yeah. okay, all right, all the things I can say, okay, cool, this is getting interesting, right? Yeah, And sure. it's probably more of a fault with me. Um, well, but that is something I think a lot of people are like that. I think you even mentioned this in the last video, and this is kind of where I wanted to end on this point, but there is, I really do believe, a part of human nature that sort of drives that. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of like focuses its attention more on the things that might be threatening. That are different. Yeah, yeah. Or totally. that are different. Yeah. And so it's it's not just a matter of me stating what I think is, you know, how we ought to yeah. approach uh, resolving conflict. Like, I can say yeah. that all I want. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take away uh, a lot of our human nature. It's right. more in... in it's more about learning or making attempts to overcome your human nature. Um, and I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying by any means that I'm perfect at this. I've, I've had many conflicts in my life that did not end well. Uh, <laughs> and I was not very humble in those, and I sought right. my vengeance or whatever it might be, right? Yeah, me too. So I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that I think it's the only real way for a yeah. conflict to end. Because right. otherwise, you get these cycles that just go on and on and on through generations afterwards and it yeah. never ends. Right. And that's what I love so much about the route that we took and kind of where it went and the ending yeah. that we got was that that was more or less what you see yeah. with Denim in like the final scenes as he's reflecting back on everything. It was just like yeah. there was all this effort and we got, we have to keep fighting and continuing to motivate these soldiers and we have to keep going. We have to do yeah. it for peace, for peace, for peace, for peace. For peace. And, and he keeps saying this too, all throughout this uh, this chapter. Like, okay, let us draw our swords one last time, and then yeah, we will have peace. Right? How many times do you have to say that yes. before you stop believing it? Yes. And I don't know. People always believe it. Yes. This was the last time, right? Somebody's trying to quit smoking. This will be the last cigarette. You know? It's like, yeah. no, you've told yourself that a hundred times. Yeah. That's not you. But people continue to believe that that's the case. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just think what I'm taking away from this, I'm not telling other people what they should take away from it. What I'm taking away from it in my own life is that I'm going to make a greater effort, I think, to do that, even even more so than I've ever yeah. done before. Well, if there's one, somebody... one good way to do it is to learn another language. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. That just opens up so many different ways of learning about and communicating with people that are different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's been a big thing, at least in my life, with this yeah. kind of thing is learning different languages, especially places like Japan or like uh, Arabic or even Spanish, which is closer. Yeah. Um, like, it puts you in touch with a whole different culture. Yeah. That you never would have experienced otherwise. Yeah. And I know you've been learning Portuguese lately. Yep. I'm and, sure. Yeah. And I've done similar. I've done a lot of traveling for work. Oh, that's and I've true. Seen, that's true. You know, different cultures in different countries, and it, it yeah. has gone further than any other experience in my life travel at of opening my eyes to the fact that like you know particularly in this country i think there's almost an inevitable sort of sentiment as you grow up learning like this is the 
the quote unquote greatest country on earth and oh, right. and uh you know like our lives are uh, people want to immigrate here and like this is the place right. and the more traveling i've done the 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 less i believe that that's even remotely true i think mm -hmm. there are so many places in the world that are just as good a place to live if you shift your mindset sure, to yeah. the way that culture believes yeah. and you realize our way of life is by no means some sort of like uh uh what would you call it um like a, a a higher or a better way yeah it's just a different way that sprang from a different culture right that being said it is a fact that net immigration in america versus people leaving sure is uh sure and, and it's also <laughs> not to say and it's also not to say that there aren't places that are very very difficult to live yeah, that and people, people want really to escape want from to leave, yeah. um <laughs> What, but all I'm saying is, is that this mindset that we've got it best here, right, is what I've been erasing. Even even though I didn't consciously really think I believed that, sure. I think there was always this idea that oh yeah, like this is the the best country to live in, right. And it's just clearly there's no such thing as that. Is is my point? It, it's. There are so many different ways to approach life, so many different ways to view, uh, to live, to celebrate, to whatever. Yeah. And uh, there, there are so many beautiful, beautiful approaches that have sprang up from different cultures that my eyes have been opened up to. And I think that doing that it, it accomplishes similarly what you're talking about with learning yeah. other languages. Yeah, yeah. You have to get out of your bubble and your echo chamber and step into another one that you're not comfortable or familiar with. Right. And that will be scary at first. I don't oh, know yeah. if I'm saying this right. Oh, it's uncomfortable. Oh, yes, I, yeah, they yeah. might make fun of me. They're going to make fun of me. And they might. <laughs> they might. But like, that's okay. Um, you're going, what you're going to realize in that is this is just as valid right. a way to do it. <laughs> and if you're, if you're willing to laugh at yourself too, then if they laugh at you because you said something dumb, if you don't get too offended, if you don't let it bother you that much, yeah. it can actually be a fun thing. Like you're both laughing now. Like yeah. because of something you said, both of you are laughing. And it might be a little bit at your expense, but don't <laughs> like just kick out the ego yes. and just let it go. Make it a learning experience and turn these la this laughter, don't make it into, you know, frowns. Like keep, the, don't yeah. turn the world upside yes. down. <laughs> keep, keep the smiley face. Uh I think to okay. I swear this is the end because this is a long <laughs> tangent, kind of off of the game itself. But yeah, yeah. Um, not taking yourself seriously was kind right. of what I took from our near automata. Oh playthrough. yeah, that's right. From like all the philosophy we that's looked at right, in that, yeah. what spoke the strongest to me in that was you can't take yourself so seriously, and I think it's the combination of one ingraining yourself within this niche or culture or tribe or whatever it is yeah, yeah. and never stepping outside of it. Right. And then in, in addition to that, taking yourself way more seriously than you should yeah. is disastrous in terms of, uh, 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 just fanning the flames of conflict. Right. And if you want to be able to quell those, you need to step away from both of those things. First of all, learn how to laugh at yourself. You're not right about everything. And you, you really should try 
not to take yourself so seriously. You don't got it figured out the way you think you do. Was that Pascal? Was that a Pascal yeah, quote? Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then that. secondly, so uh, really step outside of that group, that in-group you're in. Yeah. And, and with an open mind, with good faith, like approach another one, even one that you might think is an enemy to you or scary or whatever, and just really try to understand where they're coming from. And I think that that in, it of, it, in and of itself would just like, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling to this point. Got it. But, but that's, what I, that's what I took away from this game in the end, was that what they show here is the, the disaster that comes from not doing those things I'm talking about. These people... Yeah. Like, they double down all the time. They never let anything go. They take themselves way too seriously. And these things are what continue to stroke or or, or stoke the flames of this war and why it never ends, right? Um, So I I really liked how he kind of got to that destination as the final scene where Denim sort of like sits there and reflects yeah. on some of his memories of what's happened and you do all the loss and and i guess circling all the way back to the original point nothing goes according to plan for anybody yeah. involved in this conflict even lancelot even loses yeah, yeah. Uh, both zenobian lancelot and tartarus yeah. lancelot lose right. in the end branton loses in the end denim wins but loses everything in yes. the end vice loses in the end like everybody loses right and that's more or less the destination if you cannot do these two things i'm talking about yeah you will lose everything at some point So another good line here he says, okay people are drawn towards power and safety they yes. will betray their most beloved to obtain it kachua come Yep. So that line was directly towards Kachua, basically. Yep. He's he's pointing out to her, like, look, she betrayed you just for peace and safety. You don't stand a chance, right? Yeah. People will do anything for safety and power, yeah, right? And for a, a powerful leader and for their lives to be safe. I was surprised at how openly to her, he basically just tells her we're using you. Yeah. And yeah. she's going along with, maybe not going along with it in the sense that she's okay with it, but like realizing there's, she can't do anything about it. Cause she, she talks about this yeah, with Denim later, this with Denim. like, Oh, you yeah. want to use me just like the, the, the right. dark Knights did, yeah. but at like, least, she, at least I needed here. You didn't need me. Yeah. He, he doesn't yeah. even pretend that he's not doing that. He, right. he calls it out straight to her face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, she respects crazy. that, you know? Yeah. Because she felt that Denim was feigning this love, but his actions said otherwise. Whereas at least this guy's honest, you know, I'll stay with yeah. this Lance, this one-eyed Lance Joker. Yeah. Oh, it was also revealed. Was it here? Was it here that this was revealed? That one-eyed Lance lost his eye to, to yeah. Lance Hamilton and Holy Knight Lance? Yes, yes. Um, that's revealed here. That's, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's very interesting because that just kind of came out of nowhere. And it's so, it's crazy to see, wow, one-eyed Lance has actually taken this pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. Like he hasn't just killed the guy. Now, maybe killing him would have been a mercy uh, on what ends up becoming what of, ends up of Holy Knight Lancelot. <laughs> yeah, because his fate is, is you, one could say his fate is worse than death. Yeah. And that might have been why One-Eyed Lance was so, yeah. was doing this, right? But my initial thought was, wow, you're having a pretty normal conversation with the guy that took your eye. Mm. Eyes are important. You know, that's yeah. 
well, this is his Especially vengeance on him for doing that. Yeah. Like, it was really only as I was talking that I realized, oh, this is it. This yeah. is why. Yeah. It's all part of his getting back. This is part of it. Yeah. Um, we've said a lot here, and we haven't passed it to you, Ivan. Do you have anything you want to say about this scene or anything before we move on? Uh, this is just an iconic scene. I think this is... Uh, you get a really good look into what is motivating the Dark Knights. Yeah. Uh, and the idealism of the Nobia right now. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. And so um, I love how Matsuno fleshes out his antagonist's philosophies. Yeah, really good. He does. It's it, really it's, good. That's almost like how you know. Do you know what's kind of weird? Well, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? It's almost as if Matsuno, if someone has a fleshed out philosophy, they are a bad guy. That the good guys yeah. are always the ones who don't, they're just kind of doing what their intuition well, tells yeah. them. They don't have a fully fleshed out philosophy. Like, does that does that sound accurate here? I, I, I think you're on to something. I think it's more like they don't, they haven't thought about it as deeply as the antagonists yes. have. Th th there might be some subtext there where it's like, those who think too much on philosophy become an obstacle to themselves, to their own soul. <laughs> Uh, Ivan, I know, I know you're itching to say something there. Go for it. This is, uh, I, I'd like to compare this to uh, Hideo Kojima's villains because this is something that I feel like him and Matsuno have in common where sometimes ah. by the end of the game, you actually are kind of cheering for the bad guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes they make sense. Yep. But you know, the more I think about it, this is Lord of the Rings. So like Frodo doesn't have like a super killer philosophy on the no. goings on of the world. Uh, whereas Saruman totally does, and Sauron, I mean, I guess he does too, but you don't really get to know that as much. No, yeah, but Saruman's true. all waxing super philosophical. And then you think about like Harry Potter too, right? Like freaking Harry Potter doesn't know jack about philosophy. <laughs> He's just like doing what he thinks is right. And then there's this philosopher who's just, oh, you don't understand the metaphysics of reality. And but then he's just like, whatever, like, dude. Um so what? Faye Groff, you know, the shonen protagonist versus the uh, shonen anime villain. It's sure. always like a guy who's just like, I, I believe in friendship. Well, I'm thinking guy, maybe this isn't, yeah, friendship. This Maybe this isn't Matsuno. Maybe, I think we're just hitting in onto an archetype here just sure. in general. Yeah. Uh, be careful if you, that you, uh, it, those who study philosophy, be careful that you do not become a villain. Yeah. And I almost see it. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, that kind of makes sense. Like people can, like smart people through philosophy, they can talk themselves into accepting all kinds of strange things and believing or kind of like um Nybeth. Mm -hmm. Like it's like yep. you really, you kind of overthink it. And before you know it, you're the good guy and you're yeah. murdering people by the thousands. And you're like, I'm the good guy. And kind of Denim's doing it too a little bit, but he's less justifying it. Nybeth is all the way down that deep philosophy hole of, oh, actually, you know, this is a good thing. And, you know, according to the philosophers of Jurcha Jurch. So well, let's, uh, it's interesting. Pin in my best to make sure we get back to him because uh, his story gets tied up later on with uh, good. Orly. But I did not see him in this playthrough again. I, oh, I know. Yes. I want to bring it up. Okay, good. Probably in the future. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. A little bit later on in the chapter. I feel say. like there's something there. There's something about. Well, okay, it probably goes back to what you were saying that with that Pascal quote about. Don't Taking take it so seriously. seriously. So yeah. even if you have this killer philosophy and you're like, oh, I'm super deep into whoever it is. I don't want to name anyone because that might be you, but it might yeah. be you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, 
don't take it too seriously. When yes. you take your personal musings on and philosophizing so seriously, you're kind of just worshiping yourself a yes, little bit. It's that, like that is I like what Nybeth said, following my own light. You know, you create this feedback loop that that amplifies monstrosities, really. Yes. And uh, oh, just man, don't take I, yourself I, so seriously. I think it all comes back to that. Yeah. I, I just recently uh, went through that fight again in uh, the neutral route where he says that, and I was re yeah. I realized how much that sounds like um, a Reddit atheist meme. Where I'm in the <laughs> yes, I know <laughs> it's a, it's typical. Yeah, what is it though? What is what's the meme? It was like word for word, except prettier. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Uh, it's it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an old meme from way back when. It was like a, yeah, I want to look it up. Nerdy guy in a fedora. He goes. Uh, uh, I don't need any phony God's blessing. I'm enlightened by my own intelligence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was what my best was saying. I tell you what, that is zero self-awareness right there. Yeah. yeah, I think you're hitting on something. And and I've I've seen it. I've seen it a lot just in my own sort of temperament or my own uh, feelings towards uh, my fellow man or, or people yeah. around me or, or the, the human race, whatever you want to call it, mm. uh, humankind. I, I have been uh, particularly in recent years, like super frustrated with the way that I see people treating each other. Yeah. Um, the way that they argue, like all these things. And I feel like the more seriously I take all of it, like the, the worse my, my feelings are towards people, the more I want to see them suffer or like yeah. things like that. Sure. Like yes, secretly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, which is why it was so important and, and why I loved Yoko Taro sort of like latching onto in Nier Automata that idea of stop taking your, he never takes himself seriously. No, right? <laughs> actually, <laughs> I think you brought that up during the playthrough yeah. too. It, like to, to a high degree, yeah. He is very not serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key to being able to like step back from all of this stuff yeah. and realize maybe I'm cause, cause like I'm saying, not, you're not right about everything. You think you've got to figure it out because this is the only perspective you know about. You're trapped in this little yeah. prism here yeah. of your own brain. Right. I don't feel what they feel, but I think I know it because I'm interpreting yeah. and reading between the lines and doing all this. But you don't really know as much as you think you know. And so no. if you t start taking your own interpretation of, of reality so seriously, I think a lot of times that will lead to a place where it starts to go a, a dark direction. If you can laugh at it, look at it for what it really is, well, who knows what it really is? That's the point, though. <laughs> Nobody so knows what it really speech. is, so you right. can't take your interpretation of it so seriously. Yeah, It's a little bit easier to let things go and not get so... Yeah. you know pissed off but love it we should probably move on but i yeah, love that i thought that was idea. great um then the very next scene is kachua and her feeling that denim betrayed her first yes um and okay i can't remember if it was the if it was uh lance that said this to her or not but basically she was saying like i feel no connection to him he yeah. betrayed me first and he's not we're done my family yeah we're not blood yeah so it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter um there we go, and then let us cling together, chapter four. Yeah, Fidoc Castle. Um, 
We're hearing Shadow's report, right? Yes. Shadow right. sounds like a beast. I want to know more <laughs> about that guy. Because it's just like, oh, well, these people said this or that. I got a scullery made to admit this, but I couldn't find the actual location. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa. Like, because as he was talking, I was like, oh, hearsay. Oh, I got a scullery made. Okay, you you found. No, he was he infiltrated the whole palace, right? Yeah, right. He was like in deep, but he just couldn't figure out the exact dungeon yeah. where the people were being hidden. Couldn't get um, close enough. And he comes back, and he's just like this super like clandestine covert a beast dude. of a spy is like. a beast yeah total beast <laughs> total beast and we don't really learn much more about him but yeah he, he tells cool. tells denim where um where he believes lancelot uh, hamilton is being kept yeah um yeah just you know informing him about things um you go a little bit further into the conversation here. Uh, shouldn't we move our forces on Heim? Right. He's saying, not yet. Like, that's rash. We don't really know what they're scheming. He's, we're still trying to... Denim is advising that they be careful about their next step. They don't want to, you know, step into a trap. Or, right. Um, there, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces to this that... It, a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. Um, so he says... Uh, uh, the attendant says, but the more time that passes uh, before we strike, the weaker we become. Have you forgotten the way that men speak of the princess? Mm, Soldiers right. in our own ranks right. weep aloud at the thought of lifting sword against Dal uh, uh, Dorgalia's blood. Dorgalia, yeah. And so Dem's like, I know, all the more reason not to act in haste. Like, right. we can't, we cannot make the wrong move here. This is, this is really precarious situation we're in. Um, so then another report comes in. Uh, soldiers at uh, Brigantis have taken hostages and hold up inside the castle. What are their demands? Our surrender to the Bakram, sir. Of course. After all the fighting we've been through, not likely, you know, like, no way we're going to stop now. Um, so he says, uh, Denim says, not a situation we are like to change. My sis, and he stops himself, the princess's arrival was for many the advent of a savior. People right. were looking for a savior. Yes. This is exactly what Lancelot was talking about. They yeah. want a savior, right? Add to this the fact that the late dynast king was a fervent follower of Philhaha. How natural for these new converts to rekindle uh, his cry for accord and seek to abandon his fight. So um, he, this is where you get a choice, right? This is the choice you were telling us about last time, um, Ivan, where you can either storm this castle or oh, go yeah. in... Uh, um, yeah, and unarmed. in future playthroughs, you don't have to do this battle. I just wanted to make sure you guys got the um, the ending that we were going for. Right, perfect. This, perfect. This, doing this makes you very unpopular for very obvious reasons. Yeah. The, easy, the, thing, <laughs> the thing to do is take all the weapons off of Denim, put him alone in the party, and go in through the front door, and they'll let you in. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe we can save this because we've already kind of talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. What happens when you go in unarmed, I think we can save for our okay, discussion ne next week on the yeah. difference yeah, in yeah. chaos. Um, but yeah, the, it, it's my my favorite scene from the game so far takes place when you do that, <laughs> when you don't fight and you go in unarmed. Hmm. So, um, but we're going to skip that and uh, move on to the next thing. So. We gotta go past Brigantis. Are we missing anything? Let me know, Ivan, if there's something you uh, want on to do. On the way to Brigantis, you're waylaid by some Gagastani remnants. It's a pretty nothing fight, but yeah. that does happen. And then you go into uh, Brigantis and you meet Olivia. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Olivia That's is right. another daughter 
or yeah. another sister, I should say, of Saria and um, Sistina. Yeah, there's three. Sherry? Sh- the Sherry's the fourth. Right? So, so there's four. four daughters. Yeah. Um, of, who? who's the Abuna's name? Is like Manuva or something like that? Oh. <laughs> Maruva. 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 All four of these uh, women are the daughter of Maruva, who was, if I'm not mistaken, like the high priest of the Order of Philhaha, right? Yeah, he was displaced by... Well, well, he was in the running to be there, and him and Branton were... Yeah, Branton won out. And Branton won. Okay, so Branton ended up ascending, but Maruva was in the running for that same seat. Um... So, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find, okay, y- you might have to help me through this because the, the, the script I'm reading has all these different ways in which this conversation goes depending on the choice <laughs> yeah. you made. So, um, what, what comes out of going here, right, is that we got to go seek out Maruva. Like, where did he go? Um, well, there's a there's a, a lot of things that happen in these scenes. Um, yeah. Uh, when you when you run into Olivia, she takes you to see Prancet because turns out he's alive and he's there in the castle. And he's and, coughing and dying. And he's yeah. dying. He was thrown into um, a, a cave uh, that they throw like political prisoners into to, to just die. So yeah, he's dying. Um, what do they months. call it? It's a plague infested. Like Golgotha. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yes. Have, yes. Totally. Yeah, so um, he, he, he came down with, I don't know, what would be the equivalent of something like, um, uh, what is that biblical disease? Oh, um, of? Leprosy? Yes, yeah, leprosy. leprosy, that's the one. Uh, something if like that. Denim would not be in that room that close. Well, to him, sure, but, but, but <laughs> right. the idea is that they take these people with this plague and they, like, put them into different, like... Into uh, a place, yeah. Into right, different, right. like, colonies of where only the afflicted are at, right? And they, they like, oh, get yeah, them that, out yeah. of their society. Like in Ben-Hur? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, they they found him uh, in one of these places, right? And they sort of like brought him here, and they've been trying to help him, but he's like dying. Um, and so they they can't save him. He's basically on his deathbed as yeah. uh, as Denim goes and approaches him. And this is where we learn um, a lot of information, yeah. a lot of things, pieces kind of start coming together here. Um, so he is the brother. Prancet is the brother of Branton. Right. They were both abunos or priests, um, and essentially, the handmaiden or servant of the former queen of Dorgalua um, had an affair with the king. Yes, and she. This was Manaflora. Yes, Manaflora. Yeah. Right. Um, she is Kashua's mother, so yeah. she was uh, impregnated, and she was asking. The queen, oh, can is it all right if I have some time to leave? And she's like, you don't think I know like what happened? Like, yeah. no, you're going to be my slave forever because of this. Right. But then she realizes she has a child. Right. This Which I thought could... she knew from the beginning because it was like, oh, you're trying to get time to leave because you don't want anyone to know that you got right. pregnant. Right. But instead, I don't know what she was thinking. I thought she, it sounded like she already knew. Like, uh, just to like, escape, I know why just you to run leave. away and, and yeah. not be there right. uh not risk being discovered or whatever it might be right um but yeah she didn't know so when she finds out that's when it's like okay your child can't be anywhere near the throne it's got to yeah. go somewhere else yeah. um uh because she is also yes she's pregnant too the yeah. queen is yeah i think they're a, a month son. apart yeah yeah and that son was going to be the next king but both of them ended up dying too 
This is yeah. what we learn later. This yeah. sent Dorgalio into like a madness or yep. whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Kasha was born. Uh, Abuna Prancet ends up taking the child to Branton and saying, "What should we do? Right. This, this is essentially like the heir to the throne." Yeah. And Branton says more or less, "Well, it's probably not a good idea." To like keep her here, you lost your own child who was named Kashua. Yeah, right. Why so don't Kashua you? Was, why yeah. don't you take this child as your own and and raise her? Right. So that's and when you. The point it. was, hey, like there will be an end to this. Like you'll only raise her temporarily, so that later on we can use her politically, something like that. Yeah. But uh, I think um, Abuna Prancet said something as like, when I heard the child call me father, I threw all that out the window and decided I was just going to completely be this, this girl's father. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a really good scene though. I, I think the pacing of the information here, it was good. the voice acting is great. The use of flashback, like it's just really engaging. E like everything really like comes together here. Um, the theme is really like the music theme is very, Oh, good. it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. The music just in general in the game is so good. But the, yeah, I, I, I agree with what Ivan's saying. I think this was one of my favorite places in the game where the music was really supplementing kind yeah. of the story here in a way that just really makes it land really well. Um, so it's fantastic. Uh, Prancet ends up dying there. And, oh, there's and, one other re big reveal, though. And I believe it was here that this reveal happened. Mm. Denim is Bakram. Yes. Yes, right. And it's, it's right in the next scene with Olivia. Oh, it's in the him. next scene. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With Olivia. 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 That's right. With Olivia. There's a, uh, yeah, she, she kind of like reminds them of a, of a history. He for, he completely forgot of, of his early childhood. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. he kind of just projected that history onto him and Kachua and his right. new town. Right. And he thought, yeah, I kind of remember. And somebody helped me out. And I, I thought it was Kachua though. And it's like, yeah. no, this was, it was Olivia. Yeah. It was yeah. Saria. It was Saria saved. Sister. Olivia was the one drowning, and Saria because yeah. she them hurt her out. head. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and he had associated Kachua being the one With, pulling. Yeah, them that's out right. So, I just wanted to make that callback that it was Saria because of the way that she like doesn't seem to mind that Sestina's revealing information in front of uh, in front of her in chapter oh, two when you meet her because oh, she yeah. knows she who knew Denim, Denim is. already and Kachua too. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, they they had played together. You know, as children, and yeah. and he must have been very, very young, because like yeah. obviously his memory of that is right. shaky. But when, as she explains it, he's like, yeah, 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 you're right. Like, right, it actually was that way. Right? That builds his character a little bit too. That even as a child, when he saw someone drowning, even though he could not swim, he went in to go rescue right. the person drowning. And he yeah. what he was four years old, maybe I don't know how yeah. old you are at the point. Where it's like ten years older than both of them, so. It, Oh, she would have been maybe a teenager, yeah. Well, but he wouldn't have... Yeah, she would have been. Yeah, she would have yeah. been, yeah. Um, but that just tells you a little bit about Denim as well, that he's the kind of person who is self-sacrificing in that way, Yeah, even right. from a child, from childhood. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he, he does not want to believe this, and, and this kind of goes back into it as well. He, he identifies as Wallister, right. and it's like it's, yeah, it's this um, was hard for him identity to shattering... Yeah. To be told you're not Wallister, you're Bakram. Right. But I hate Bakram. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I'm not on that team. I hate that team. Yes. Um, th this can go one of two ways. You can go the, like as most people are aware, Hitler was part Jewish, yeah. or Voldemort was part Muggle. I'm pretty sure it's like 
the whole connection there. But like you, you can go one of two ways. You can either find out that you are what you hate, which there's some archetypal way in which that's true for everyone anyways, yeah. right? Like search your own shadow and realize after not much time that y a lot of the things you hate are like inside of your body. Like mm. it's, it's you, it's in your mind. Um, and what do you do about that now? Do you like rebel against it? And like, do you um, still try to kill all deny. the Bakram or do yeah. you, yeah, do you deny it? Right. Do you deny that fact and then just live as you were before? Or do you accept it and help it to, um, you know, make you into something more? Yeah. Uh, hopefully something better. Yeah. Depends on what it is. <laughs> Yeah, and this just goes back to kind of our conversation earlier, which I won't touch on because we already did it to yeah. death, but stepping outside of that mm. little bubble of your own tribe and realizing yeah. I have much more in common with them than I thought. Than I thought, yeah. Actually, we're all human beings. We're all doing our best. We all want to just but live But you know what is uh, ironic, can. though? Go for what? it. Benham's clan changes from Wallister to Bakram at, at the beginning of this chapter in the game right. as well. The fact yeah. that he is Bakram, whenever he kills a Bakram unit, it causes his reputation with the Bakram clan to go down. And so right. by being Bakram, he's actually becoming much less popular with Bakram throughout the throughout right. the rest of the chapter. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's an interesting yep. way of working the mechanic of this into it, but... Um, you know, from the battle side of things, but that's right. Anyway, he eventually does accept this. Um, he does, yeah. And now, Sestina and I think Sestina comes in in my game because Saria was dead in my oh, run. Oh, okay. So Sestina comes uh, in. Well, uh, Saria is not recruitable in the neutral route here anyway, so she would not have come in. Oh right. Uh, okay. Oh okay. Good to know. Because she, you, you recruit her, her. You recruit her soon after this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, because um, she's at the is she at Quadriga with the pirates or whatever. Yeah, I can cover yeah. that scene if you guys didn't both do it. Because um, I know. Okay, that yeah, she that would be good actually. Yeah, let's get to that in a second. But Sestina comes in and they're they're both wondering where their father is. They don't know, and so the next goal is to try to. Well, I think she does eventually. Sort of like, oh, of course, it must be um, at what a place called Ishtar or something uh, like yeah, that. Um, you've actually Ishtar been there. Ishtar is in the goddess. Yeah, some sort of shrine. But there's a shrine like to Ishtar in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got to go there and uh, get him. That's sort of like the next you yeah. know, move uh, so that he can give you more information that we need and kind of become an advisor, essentially, to yeah. Dem throughout the rest of the game. Um, why don't you cover the Saria stuff right now? I think it's a good time to do it. Yeah. Okay, so Saria and, uh, well, we're going to cover Sherry in a bit, but she's, they're both recruitable at the same time in Chapter 4, which is after the Hageba Hamuba fight, after you go back to Fiduk, but before you go to Barnesha. You go to Crisero, you'll get a note in the war report about pirates at Quadriga, you go down to Quadriga, and there you will be drawn into a battle with uh, what looks like pirates being led by a priest, uh, like a cleric class. And he, he basically says, you know, like, oh, what, like, what you want to come fight pirates now? Or did you, did you come here to ask us to join you? And then you get the option, well, okay, you can join us, or you can argue with them about, you know, who the sea belongs to. And if you ask to join, if you ask them to join, they'll, they'll have a bit more banter, like, maybe, no, we'll fight you anyway. But then they give up, and they say, like, okay, okay no, let's real talk. Uh, we're actually the rest of the Valeria Liberation Front, which we're all that's left to them, and uh, here's Saria. And Saria will uh, will say, uh, what did she say? Like, uh, you were trying to be a hero before, but it looks like 
now you've actually become one. So, since mm. you're no longer a follower of the Duke, you've basically replaced him. She tags along. Got it. Yeah, because that was her whole thing okay. was she she wouldn't want to join us being someone who would have gone back. To Wallace. <laughs> or to the Duke. To, to the Duke, right? Yeah, so yeah. now that he's gone, she's maybe cool with it at this point. Um, there is a good scene with Warren back at Almorica. He's, you know, healthy again. Um, Denim basically goes and confronts him about what the Zenobian's actual purpose was there. Yeah. And he tries even oh. in the scene to deny it. Yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Oh, we were banished. He's like, okay, stop. <laughs> yeah. Why are you really here? And he finally admits that there was an heirloom of Zenobia, a sword yeah. that was taken and, um, that he, he doesn't know exactly what, uh, the dark Knights are planning to do with it, but that there's a legend that it's, um, it does some sort of gateway to the gods sure. or something yeah. like that. It, yeah. it can, it can, oh, what is it? Your will, the, the gods lend their power to your will, right? So you can yeah. use the power of, of the gods. Um, but also the, the sword is called Bryn Hilder. Yep. Bryn Hilder. I actually like that name a lot. It's dope. Yeah. It sounds uh, like Bryn Hilder. What? Norse mythology. That is. Yes, um, I, I think so. Um, I believe it's one of the, one of the gods. Yeah. Nib Nibelungen. Is it one of the mm -hmm. Rhine maidens? There's oh. Flusshilde. Actually, I think you're right. Yeah. And Welgunde, and then I think Brunhilde. Am I right? Uh, dang it! Whenever I hear yes. words that sound similar to other words, okay. <laughs> no, I think you're right about that. That was a problem with me learning Korean. The words sound almost the same as Japanese, <laughs> but then I just forget the Japanese and I just start using the anyways. That stuff. Yeah, it kills when me. you're learning a lot of languages. So my next note here um, is on Branton. Yes. He had a, a scary dream, which he didn't know if it was real or not, but it was a dream. Where this dark cloud was whispering to him and telling him what to do, and he didn't like it. Don't tell me what to do. But I don't really know. Is it? It was this cloud. Is this like the ogre, bad guy? Okay, evil you're you're a bit ahead. I think we're we're in like two different places. <laughs> um, um just I've got Heim note. Castle here as our next. Okay, I kind of skipped over some things because I just uh, didn't we did take not... notes on everything. Right. Uh, so the the Almorica thing that happens, I think the event triggers after you see Prancet and you go back to Almorica because now you know that they're looking for Dogalo as legacy and uh, oh. the Denobian, the Lodissians both are looking for Brunhilder and these yeah. two things are connected. Um, but after the Brigantis fight, we we do meet up with Maruva at the Hagia Bahamuba and we meet Cherry, the th the other sister. Yes. Who is working for Branton, and she's trying to take her father back to Branton. She's a she's a Bakramese loyalist. And, yeah, uh, so she, she abandoned the order, right, the, the Liberation Front, and basically went and allied with Branton. Uh, well, they were all, like, part of the order, and then Saria left the order to join the Valeria Liberation Front, and Sherry left the order to join with Branton. Got it. That's, uh... The, the religious yeah, order of Philhaha. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I looked it up. It is Woglinde. Why did I... Because oh. Woglinde is the Xenos. Oh, oh, that's Xenos. That's, that's the other Rhine maiden. Brunhilde, you were right, that is a, one of the, is a goddess in Norse mythology. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. Um, Back to Tactics Ogre. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a battle here against Sherry and her forces where you rescue Maruva. Um, he asks you not to kill his daughter. Um, what were you going to say, did you, Ivan? Did you kill her? <laughs> I think I did by accident. <laughs> who, who, I can't well, remember. Who we were talking about? We had to do this fight 
when you run the route again, uh, you if you get her down to ten percent of her HP, she will leave the fight, and she's the girl you need to recruit by making it rain. <laughs> oh, that that's what we had talked about earlier. That's right. Oh, okay. So it's one of the situations where she needs to be. Well, I guess this is a lot of situations. You lower their health to like critical level, and they'll flee. But if yes. you hit them too hard and kill them, die. then they die. Mm. One of those situations. And then, uh, when you do this again, you'll have more sisters with you. They all have dialogue with her. So, like, Olivia is available. She'll have in-battle conversations. Justina will. And even though she's not recruitable at this point in the neutral route, Saria also has dialogue with her. So they're all, like, trying to come, trying to get her back. And she explains more of her motivations for why she joined with Branton and why she was uh, up against the sisters. Um, and yeah. this is where you meet Maruva, and he asks you, all right, if I'm going to come with you, but I have to know, are you willing to fight Kachua? And you get the choice. Yes, yes. I can. Yeah, or this is no, where I can. Yeah. What does this choice um, affect exactly? I mean, when, I know we were supposed to choose no, I can't, but what does it do? Yes, uh, there is a reason I made you do that. It's to uh, If you say, I cannot fight Kachua, you will make Kachua fight you. This will cause her to show up and battle against you later on. Uh, if you say, I could fight Kachua, she will not show up in battle. And this also affects her recruitment conditions, which we're gonna, you guys are going to worry about in the next route without me. I'm not telling you anything about that. The sure. But yeah. This affects how to get the princess ending. Okay. So if I'm and, and if I'm not mistaken, he... sorry, just uh, real quick. Just... If I'm not mistaken, yeah. the battle where she and Lancelot are fighting yeah. us in the castle, she won't be in that fight if we say I can't fight her in this choice with if you uh say that you can do you will do what you must if she had to fight her. If if Denim said like basically, yeah, I could fight her, you will never fight her. If you say I could never fight her, you will always fight her. Oh, you can, still get, you can still get the good ending from either one of these scenarios. It depends on whether she survives, survives. the fight uh, or, okay. or she survives after the fight if she doesn't fight. So. Right. Because there's a bunch of different options. Yeah, there's you several get. different ways to do it. And this choice affects how you do it. Okay. Wow, very so it's, it's the opposite of what I was saying. If you say, I can't fight her, you will fight her. Right. If you say, yes. I'll do what I must, she doesn't participate in the fight. Right. Correct. So you should say that, right? If you don't want to end up fighting her, or is it still better to pick, I would never fight her and then just not kill her in the battle? What this choice affects is the choices you will have to make after the battle, which you will, because you didn't, this, I made sure that this would not be an issue in this route. Right. There is a scene that will happen with Kachua if she doesn't participate in the battle or if she survives the battle. And there are multiple choices you have to make. And the outcome of that scene will be dependent on the choices you made in this scene, which it, it, it'll, it'll mess with you. <laughs> because okay. you have, the right answer changes depending on which of these two choices you made. That's uh, crazy. Just remember that the next time you go through chapter four. Um, okay, I'll try to keep that in mind. It will okay. change considerably how things turn out. Okay. Well, that's Sherry, wild. Sherry yeah. has a very interesting line that I believe is echoed again very briefly uh, later on by Branton. And it was, 
all breeding and no substance. Yes. Do you remember reading that? I did read that. And I thought, oh, I thought it was, does he mean yeah. brooding or? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, but then they say the same thing yeah, again exactly. later. Um, Branton, I think, says all breeding and no substance. Well, I looked up the Japanese script. And in both cases, the line just doesn't exist. <laughs> it's, just, it's inserted. They what? just say the other guy is useless in the old translation. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, Roz is useless. Oh, Shelley's useless. What what they mean exactly. is like, oh, useless. they're high class, but they're incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. All so breeding, the breeding. You being... have the blood, but yes. not the means or not the. Not the actual skill. You have the genotypes, but not the phenotypes. <laughs> That's probably it. Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you end up bringing Maruva back. He begins advising you. Um, let's see. And this let's is the see. point where you can now uh, recruit Sherry, by the way. And I'm going to tell you how to do it so that the next time you go through this route, it's it's not that... It, the game doesn't tell you in any way, but this is how you do it. After you get uh, back to Fida Castle, after this battle, where where you make your preparations to attack Barnisha, you travel back to Baba Musa, go into training mode, you use two uh, of the horns that make it rain... You leave, and then you come back to Bama Musa. This will trigger a scene where it, uh, Olivia and Denim are walking through the rain. They're trying to hide from downpour. They go into a building, and they find Sherry sitting there um, with murderous intent. She, she's blaming Denim for ruining her life and destroying everything, and she's about to stab him uh, to death in front of Olivia. And Denim says, you know what? It's fine. If you want to stab me, just go ahead and do it. And uh, decides she doesn't want to do it, drops the knife. Olivia gives her a hug, and she joins the party. Hmm. That then that's one of the most annoying recruitments in the game, right? Like, there's all these conditions that have to be. It is one of the most obscure, and it's always been obscure in every version. There is very little that points to where she is and when to find her there. Um, It's and even in the scene, everything that happens in the scene is kind of by coincidence. They just happen to walk into the right house. Mm. Uh, but it is good. It kind of sets things up between Olivia and Denim as well. For uh... <laughs> yeah, we'll um, talk about that. <laughs> but um, next time you're playing through the chapter four through the other route, just remember um, that's an option. Okay. okay. She also has dialogue with Branton when you meet him later, so it might be worth doing it for your future runs. Okay. Um, my next note is Heim Castle. There's a scene with Ozma and Balsafon arguing about the fact that he lied that Hobrin oh, still I'm lied. I'm sorry. Can we um uh, we were talking about that scene with Branton talking to the shadow? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, the dream. Uh yeah. Just, so uh, I had that question. Who who was the shadow? Is the shadow who I'm thinking of? The Ogre the King? Is it is it Dal Dalgalua, yeah. Right. You see, yeah. you see his silhouette in the corner of the screen if you look carefully in the dark. It is Dorgalua's sprite. Okay, so Dorgalua is infiltrating people's dreams. Well, just Branton, and you, the scene that it, that dream takes place in, it's the second-to-last area before the final boss. With, uh, with, the, with the strange things. The, you actually the hanging fight. gardens or whatever it is? Yeah. Under the hanging gardens, yes. Under it, yeah. So oh. the implication is because of uh, Branton not, you know, he knew that Kachua was... knew all about Kachua, basically. And he knew all about the king's despair um, about his wife and everything. He right. basically made sure that the king would end up down there. And he's, he's now being reminded of it as it's becoming relevant. Uh, we'll get to it toward the end. But 
That's what that scene was setting up. The, 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 the final boss doesn't actually come out of nowhere. They did set him up here. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, they did also set up... Well, when do they reveal this? Is it is it is it Barbus who reveals that Dorgalua came like to the underworld and got trapped there? I think yeah, it's like yeah. Well, towards, towards the end. Why, I think, yeah. um, well, the Hanging Gardens, you have to read the descriptions of each area. It's it's yeah. it's incredible how much detail they put into those. And it's actually why it's it's the only reason why you shouldn't take every shortcut and get to the top as fast as possible. Because those uh, okay. descriptions basically cover um the tragedy of the royal family. Like uh, right. every floor on that in the Hanging Gardens has some relevance to what happened to lead Gargalua down to where he went. So it covers mm. the death of the prince. Um, and it also covers just background lore. Uh, on some floors, it's nothing important happened, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, now we're at Heim Castle with Osman Bausfan, right? It, no, we're not, because we killed Osma at the end of chapter three in this round. Oh, so this is a different oh, yeah, I route. Yeah, um, well, right. whatever you're looking at. About uh, what Next scene, we plan an attack on Bernicia Castle, and Wait. then we would be going. Oh, Bernicia, because that's where, yeah, that's right. No, Ozma's not dead, right? When did we kill Ozma? Ozma. Uh, revenge. They needed revenge, so we no, killed. No, the seriously, when did that three. happen? I do remember doing it, but I can't remember really talk about oh, it. Oh, 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 right. That, that in was in the I battle where revenge. Lancelot and Cashua uh, uh, killed... Um, Leonard, yeah. His, yeah, Lanar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember now. So this is this is a... If she's not killed in that battle, or maybe this is a chaos... It's law. Um, it's the lawful route. It's, it's, the lawful... It's, you're, oh, okay. Yeah, you're, I, I see what they did you're, here. You're in the They've combined all of chapter four into one thing rather than uh, having them split into their individual routes. So uh, there are probably scenes here. Incomplete. I was using it as, a, as I was following along because there are certain dialogues in battle that I, I remember happening that aren't listed in that oh, script. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I have to go back and actually check for myself. Um, yeah, be careful navigating that. <laughs> okay, so this is a scene you would have seen in the law version of yeah. arriving so, just four. just leave it uh, aside <laughs> okay so okay barnisha castle yeah barnisha is where we should be now and this was something of a surprise i think shadow once again comes that back to us saying hey yeah. you know i've been doing my super cool awesome killer spy stuff and so this is where you want to be this is what's happening there's a small group of people here and this is when denim finally says all right we're going to send our whole army to attack but we need to take a what is it what's the word take a an aside like a group oh, of some of these troops a diversion. Yeah. a diversion yeah and then we're going to go to Ber bernicia yeah because they will not be expecting this and indeed one-eyed lance is completely shocked yeah, took, that he, this he, happened and and even uh denim was like Surprised that it worked as well as it did. <laughs> I know like, they don't seem to know anything yeah. about this. And even um, wow. as they started, as we start killing the Dark Knights on our way to Bernicia, um, yeah, and uh, it was Barbus. Before we get to Bernicia, we get to meet the Dark Knight Andorus just before. Oh, uh, Andorus, that's right, Andorus. Yeah, we meet him there's, on like, the hill outside of Bernicia. Yes, and uh, but we wonder how come after because we don't kill him here. No. He warp stones out. Yeah, like they all do. But he doesn't go and tell the other people that That's we were coming. Right. That's right. And yes. so when we show up at the gates, which first of all, if you're at a fortress and 
you can be safe behind the gates. Don't bring, don't open the gates and bring your whole army out in front of the gates, and then let the people through if they kill you or not. Just stay behind the gates, and they can't kill you, and you can shoot arrows at them and whatever. Okay. So other than that tactical kind of misstep here, I don't blame it because I think the game, the gameplay is really fun. Actually, I've I've been spending more and more time before each battle, just like going through all my characters. Uh, But, but. As soon as we, after we win that battle, it's like, wait, they didn't know we were coming. The Dark Knight that we fought previously warped out and did purposefully, did not tell them. So there's some, um, what would you call it? Some competing, maybe, I don't want to say allegiances, but yeah, there's some intriguing things happening here within the Dark Knights. And this is actually, there is actually a Warren Report article about this um, called A Rift Within the Dark Knights. Uh, it shows up in every chapter, but the you should read it uh, it's in a uh, lawful route because it on, it will unlock certain things. Uh, oh, cool. But yes, there is a certain there is a lot of unease going on with the Dark Knights, and Andorus is uh, really interesting. He is uh, black. He's a, a Balmokan from um, a country called Nerdam. Yes. And, ah, so why is he fighting for Lotus? And he but actually has a bunch of dialogue with. Lotus, um, yeah. Nope. So, so Lotus basically took over his kingdom. I think he was royalty or something like that, right? Or part of the, the royal prince. family. Yeah. Huh. And so he has that his country was annexed and taken over by Lotus. So therefore, he sort of became a part of these Dark Knights, but with the purpose all okay. along to get revenge uh, of for his well, family. He is, yeah. is actually a hostage. He's he's, he's a high ranking hostage to make yeah, sure that, that the sense. near don't revolt. That's why he's with them, basically. Uh, he basically ah, so has then they'll kill him. Jeez. <laughs> um, the the Canopus has a bunch of uh, dialogue with him, and yeah. a couple of other characters do too, and other routes. He's worth paying attention to, because his um, the story of his country and what happened to their royal family is actually covered in Ogre Battle '64. Uh, you actually Ooh, go 64. to where he's from. Yeah. Very nice. Um. Yeah, so that 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 was I'm glad you brought that up with with Andorus there because he escaped the battle but did not warn yeah Lancelot that we were coming. So even though he had a forward kind of not not necessarily scouts but something like a, a forward defensive position before that castle, um, the purpose of doing that is so that you when att- when something happens you then send word back yes. right. And that didn't happen. It was shocking to Denim, and that's why the plan worked so well. Right. So uh, the Dark Knights had a failsafe there. It just didn't work because they put the wrong guy in the charge of it. The wrong guy. Yeah. Right, and they should have known that. <laughs> they had other worries, I guess, because they didn't think that uh, Denim would make it, would go there in the first place. Yes. Right, and it's only because Shadow is such a beast that we were able to have the intelligence um, necessary to actually go there in the first place. Right. Um, okay, you know, so... I was really satisfied that Denim was like, you did a good job, Shadow. Go rest. <laughs> I like totally it's superfluous, you know. But it kind of it does let us know a little bit about the character of Denim, right? Sure. Whereas most people would be like, "Keep working, do more, keep going, don't stop, don't rest." But you know, Denim like, does the same thing for that messenger yeah. when he tells her about uh, Babatos being killed. Does the exact oh. same thing. Give him some rations. <laughs> yep. There you go. Um, so by the time we do show up at the castle. Lancelot is not expecting that. Nope. And he and Barbus have this kind of argument back and forth about yeah. how they should proceed. Whether Lancelot should, is yeah. more or less saying, um, 
retreat is an option here. Yes. We could just like leave the aisles altogether. Yes. <laughs> and Barbara's like, what are you talking about? Like, are you yeah. serious? Like, you can't do that. Um, I mean, there's there's uh, a little bit more nuance to that. Maybe you should read some of the lines. But, uh, but Lancelot's trying to remind him, like, you remember what our actual goal here is, right? Like, we're, we don't really care about who rules the island or whatever. Right. The rule of Valeria is but one step along our path. If we retreat now, our losses would be trivial. The high priest has commanded as much. And then Barbara's like, the high priest, I'd soon see his head on a spike. And the the um, context you gave us last week, uh, Ivan, about the fact that Barbus was saved from being executed by Lancelot, oh, right, right, I think right. comes into yeah. play big time here with the conversation because Lancelot is, is, he's putting up with a lot of, uh, insubordination, near insubordination from yes. Barbus here. Um, and, and apparently, well, from multiple of the Dark Knights. Yes. And I thought they were the this cohesive, like tight knit, elite, like super high performing, you know, no no nonsense kind of group. And the more you learn about them, it's like this was never going to work. No. <laughs> you guys don't like each other. You don't get along. You don't agree. You aren't going to listen to each other. And this is not at all the the Navy SEALs that I thought that we were uh, yeah. being presented with. Yeah. Um, quick question for Ivan: Is it? And revealed in a different game or something like that, why Lancelot wanted to save Barbus? Like, what was his reason for doing oh, that? It's so we never allowed. Hmm. Wow. It, it, uh, there's a couple of things about the Dark Knights which sets up intrigue for, uh, I think, future titles that just they just never got to. Um, oh. Somebody brought this up in the comments, either here or on Discord, where uh, that the neutral route does not introduce the Dark Knight Volak who has mm. a slightly expanded role in the lawful route um, and has a, at least a one scene with Branton where he is uh, shown to be like the guy who actually deals with Branton on a day-to-day -day basis for the Dark Knights. Mm. And he's a really interesting character who gets very little elaboration because he uh, shares the last name, his is Volak Vinself, with mm. the current queen of Zenobia and uh, the head general of the Zetijanian Empire. Uh, he cashed himself, um, which is really strange because he's a, he does not seem like a Zenobian at all. Uh, and this is never elaborated on either, uh, but it's just a strange coincidence that they set up, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'll yeah. see more stuff from Al on as, as well. So. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, so Lancelot, for whatever reason, I guess we don't know what the reason is, puts up with a lot from yeah. Barbus. He he seems to be protecting him almost or he gives him a lot of slack, a lot of leeway yeah. to not just express disagreement but like call him out and 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 insinuate he's a coward and things like this. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But uh Lancelot just kind of puts up with it like no, like you're not thinking clearly. Like your head's going to be on a spike if you right. take if you don't take these children seriously, yes, kind he, of a he thing, calls right? Them children, yeah. Like obviously, Denim is more than just like a child soldier. That he knows right. what he's doing. Um, they're winning, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, he takes Kashua inside the castle. You have a fight with Barbus. You defeat him. He shifts stones out. Yeah, go back inside, and this is like I guess what you were saying earlier, Ivan. Depending on your choice earlier, Kashua will either participate or not in this fight. Um, um, before we head on, I just wanted to bring up Barbus's gun. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That was really funny. <laughs> oh gosh, and he shoots the soldier in front of He's him, like, right? Do you see this device? Oh my gosh. This is greater than like any sorcery ever. And he like shoots his own guy and he dies. He's like, get this thing away from me. Like, this thing sucks. Anyways, what I meant to say was, even though it's a great <laughs> invention, we will use swords. Anyway. Except yeah. me. I have a hammer. <laughs> it's so funny. I loved it. So in the yeah. in the old game, the guy who he gives the gun to. He can't use it, uh, and nobody except the Fusilier class can use the gun, so he oh. would just pistol whip you with it. You'd use it as a club. <laughs> um, that's one, that's one way. On, I do want to ask, so I know whether to talk about it, is did you uh, actually, on, did you meet the Fusilier, like the one guy with the gun that you can meet in this game? Did you no. recruit him? Well, I don't there's know, this, I don't. There's a scene with him, uh, with uh, the Dark Knight Martin, that you get a battle with Martin. Uh, in a separate side quest that I recommend you do uh, the next time you run through it. Uh, that will unlock the Fusilier class and uh, tell you about uh, like the country who makes guns in this world. And this will also let you meet... That's the country that um, is about to rule the world. <laughs> if that's um, the case. And then you can also meet uh, Gamp one more time. Um, oh, the Beastmaster? <laughs> Are you talking about the pirate guy? Of the Beastmaster with the griffins. no no not 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 na Before. nap I'm talking about the the guy who you talked about with the gun with the gun uh, it's a fight against Marum in um Renzi City yes okay but the person but, you the, recruit... but the person you recruit I'm talking about yeah you you that's an NPC in that battle that is trying to run away from yeah, Marum yeah I'm asking he's not the pirate guy is he no okay so I, I, I did not meet I did not meet this person yeah. at all. Uh, okay, um, so just watch out for that on your next run through Chapter 4. There's a good scene with uh, Marum, and it uh, unlocks you a really good class that actually lets you use guns in this game. Okay. Um, okay, so you get into the castle, and, um, well, from I, I guess the, the, the choice that we made, she does not participate in the fight. She right. goes into another room. Um, we end up fighting Lancelot, Defeating his. I thought I, thought uh, I, uh, I thought you guys were going to fight her. That's that's the choice I uh, left in the notes. Yeah, I thought you said you told us to pick not to fight her. I, I told you to pick in in the options that you choose at the Haji Bahamuba. When you say you will not fight her, that is the choice that causes her to spawn in the fight. Okay. That is what that is what makes her makes you fight her. If you say I cannot fight her, you must fight her. So it, that's that's so what it's the I it's meant. the opposite thing. Okay. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> okay. The point is she didn't die, um, and I had a scene that came like she wasn't killed in the okay. fight, and I saw the scene that came after I, that. Were you were you not wanting us to see that scene at all? Did you want us to kill uh, her in the fight? I, I that's that's what I left in the notes, but it's all right if, uh, if as long as she dies, that's where I wanted you to go with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> because that scene where uh, where you talk to her after the fight is uh, difficult to complete properly, <laughs> you know, to get her to, to survive. Yes, right. Because again, the scene that I saw, she stabs herself and dies. But yeah. Okay. Okay. So the battle very, of Lancelot. Yeah, very much, you know. Um, she can either be in this fight or not, depending on the choice you made earlier. But whether you kill her in this battle. Or whether you end up, she doesn't participate, you go into the other room and talk to her, there's a, a likelihood that she will die either way. She'll either commit suicide, stab herself, or you kill her in the course of the battle. Um, 
And this leads to the ending in which Denim becomes the king in the end, rather than, right. I'm guessing, her becoming a ruler. Right. Yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, um, let's see. Let's pull up some of the... The dialogue in this battle is really good. And this yeah. is, these are like some of the all-time best Tartaros lines. And this, yeah. these are the ones I was looking up because the script did not have all of them. It, it had a, a very partial list. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? But there's, there, but there's that, a lot. Either that or they added some lines from the PSP version that were not reflected in the... Oh, or they see. added some lines in the Reborn version that were not reflected in the PSP version. What, what were some of your favorite ones that weren't included in the script? Uh, let me. I actually wrote one down, but uh, it'll take me a moment to find it. So if you guys could just okay. start. Um... Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So at the start of the battle, which we have right here, Denim of Goliath may the chariot favor the better man. Right. So you right, start yeah. fighting. Uh, if you have Hobrim, if you've recruited him, right. I need no eyes to know who stands before me, Tartaros. Lancelot says, Hobrim, the finest swordsman Lothlorien ever produced. I'm glad the loss of your sight has not diminished your skill. This is the Our, one. That's the one I had written yeah. down, and I have a, a long version of it. Oh, okay. Our oh, convictions cool. may have been at odds, but I was sorry to lose you all the same. Hobrin says, one of your ability should have been able to find some other way forward, but this, to change so much so quickly, invites suffering. Lancelot says, there was no other way. Lotus needs change. Moves to uh, move too slowly, and the commons would never recognize it for what it was. Our uprising showed them the change that uh, the change that had come, but more importantly, it taught them where to kneel. Hobram says, "You wield an iron fist when a velvet glove would serve." That's a good line. Right, really you good don't line. <laughs> don't overdo it. Oh, yeah. Here's yeah. here's the line that I got. Mm -hmm. There was no other way. We sound well when we speak of a republic, but look at the commons. They are sluggards, dull to an extreme. They are moved to support only that which benefits their fortunes, comfort, and our offspring, and nothing requiring sacrifice. Should we blame the few ignoble nobility who seek to profit from this sorry state of affairs? Hardly. I ask you, who chooses the senators? Who commits laws to parchment? Corruption does not flow downstream. It is a rot that rises from the barrel's bottom. The mob ruled our republic, and the mob leans not toward self-betterment. Our uprising showed them that change had come. But more importantly, it taught them where to kneel. Uh, I think uh, Republic here, I should be Lotus, but uh, yeah. Joe okay. it. <laughs> I like I like that. That's line, a good. The, the that's a good one coming right from the bottom with a barrel. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a really well, good. That line. actually echoes something that uh, Sojnitsin said, which is that the, it's the people who yes. become corrupt. Yes, and then the government takes. Uh, and it echoes uh, reflects that yeah. line. Yeah, from when so if. If yeah. the government is always lying to you, it and could you just it. so it could just so happen <laughs> to be that you've developed a culture where you are okay with lies in general, uh, because nobody else would tolerate it otherwise. Yeah. So it's the fact that the culture, the people that you've started lying to each other, haven't you? Really, really good line. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Denim says your uh, machinations end here, Lancelot. Accept defeat and release my sister. Lancelot says, release her. She's with us of her own accord. And who are you to demand anything of the monarch of Valeria? Denim says, you brought war with you when you came to these islands. Valeria needs you not at all, and my sister needs you even less. <laughs> oh, it was none other than the Bakram regent who summoned us here. Your very uncle, 
Branton Morn. I guess that's been revealed at this point too. Yeah. Um, that Abuna Pranson and, and Branton were brothers, right? Yeah. So this is his uncle. Branton is his uncle. We are not invaders, but mediators. It is you who insists upon war. If you truly wish order for the islands, then you will follow Lotus. Denim says, I have no desire for order born of irons and bonds. Lancelot says, hmm, you remind me of another. Yes, he said much the same as you. Talk of freedom. People have the right to live their own lives, was it? Very well, you may share his fate. Which, and that's Lancelot. Talking about Lancelot. He's talking about yeah. him. Uh, you speak of Lancelot, says Denim. So you keep fighting. Um, any more lines uh, from from that that you wanted to talk about, Ivan? Uh, I have some of them mixed in with lines from the lawful route, so I don't really want to read them. Okay. Um, okay. I just I just advise well, you when you play through chapter four in other routes, uh, continue paying attention to uh, the dialogue because you'll see things that you didn't see before. Okay. <laughs> At least um, he doesn't die, right? No, he warps okay. away, uh, and this it, is funny um, because. We see Barbus again after he warps out. Then Barbus shows up, and he's like, "I have no need of cowards." Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it because Barbus, he kind of flips it Why back on himself. Where it's like, "You yeah, lost, man. didn't you? You suck. You're weak, and you're a coward. Yeah. I don't, I don't need you anymore." Yeah, yeah and that's is where Barbus decides he's gonna. If if Tachua dies in this yeah. battle, if she's killed for any reason, Lancelot will immediately warp out, and the battle will end, and he will accuse Denim of having killed her. Like yeah. uh, you, you can't. You or her brother, and you killed her, and then he uh, warps out. Yeah. Uh, if you don't kill her and you kill, or well, you get him down to zero HP, he consider he contemplates killing Katra himself. Oh, that's crazy! Wow. There's so many ways this can go. This is so. Nuts. This is crazy. Yeah, I've never <laughs> really played a game quite like this. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm. I'm. There's part of me that is thinking maybe we should. Um, save the conversation with Kashua for next time if we had told people before this to pick the choice that leads oh, her to right, participate right, right. in the fight and die. Oh, I suppose that's probably true. So what happens well, if she participates in the fight and then she doesn't die, she survives the fight, then what happens? She takes you to a separate room and Denim tries to convince her to come along with him and help him rule Valeria. More, more or less the same conversation just maybe in a little bit different way the choices you have to make will be switched on you depending on which decision you made previously so the correct choice if you didn't fight her will be different from the choice that if you did fight her oh, which is right. why you mentioned that it is like a 25 percent chance that you will accidentally stumble into the right answer um and sometimes you will come into it and you'll think you have the right answer because you did you, you know which one got you got her killed the last time and that answer will get her killed this time it is uh <laughs> wow. it is really really out there this is why uh, Matsuno did not want a strategy guide released for this game and if it wasn't oh. going to be released if it was going to be released right after the game and was split into two separate volumes with the half second half of the game coming out like six months after the game because he did not want anyone to be spoiled on how to navigate that situation and mm. get the good ending. Crazy. So most people probably saw the sad ending. Um, I definitely did. Chose chaos. <laughs> I remember the first time yeah. I went through this game. Yeah. This scene is a real, a 
Stick to the heart, I guess. It's 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 pretty hard to take. Mm. I um I really like the this ending though. Like um, I as far too. as the theme of yeah. the game goes, I think it works really yeah. well. Yeah, totally. Uh, there, yeah. Um, there's a reason I wanted you to get this one and not the other bad ending, which is why I made you do some of the things that are, are pretty kind of silly, like storming Brigantis Castle, um, <laughs> telling uh, you to murder Kachua. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, um, so let's just save that for next time, that whole conversation with yeah. Kachua. We'll, we'll talk about that next week instead. Um, okay. But she she dies, essentially, is the result of this, right? Um, so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here because this is a different route. Yeah. My next note's about just Lancelot. We've, we've, we get to see Holy Knight Lancelot. Oh, did you see him that early? I, I didn't see him till later. No, I just yeah, that, I actually that happens, stopped. Uh, I stopped taking notes. Oh, stop taking for notes. a while. Okay, I was actually kind uh, of upset. So I'll I'll be honest. There's a part of the there's a I'm not ta saying much here, and it's in part because I did not want to do this, <laughs> and my notes reflect this. I became very like like um, unhappy mm. uh, that Kachua died, and unhappy at the neutral playthrough just in general, and not really excited <laughs> about this game, but. That all does change at the very end because I am very intrigued with where the game goes and with how it ended. Yeah. But at this juncture yeah, of the point, game, yeah. I was like, why? I didn't I didn't want to do this. I don't like playing games where I have to make decisions that are that are against what you against what I would normally do. Normally do. Yeah. yeah. And that has been this whole game <laughs> so far. <laughs> uh, maybe not the whole game, but you know, several parts of the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, it picks back up, don't you worry. So yeah, I don't, I don't have a note again until we see Holy Knight Lancelot. Yeah. Okay, Holy Knight Na Lancelot, we see after we actually go to Heim and defeat Brandon, which is oh, very basically good. what okay. has pebbles. He's yeah. like, well, we lost Kachua, and this is really, really bad, but we do have him on the ropes, so we might as well keep going. Yeah, just force it through, and yeah, it becomes pretty clear that Denim, you're the, you're the guy now. Yeah, right? Maruva basically talk you know talks him through this right write yeah. yourself denim there's no right. time for maudlin reflection much remains to be done and swiftly and denim's like what's the point you know yep. <clears throat> it's all meaningless without my sister and he's like it was fated to be that way you can't blame yourself so he peps him up a little yeah. bit right you calm yourself denim if your men see you waver so you'll lose your command and then the war what's done is done no amount of mourning uh will raise kashua from the grave so he basically pushes him to keep keep going, you know. So there's a whole bunch of fights um, yeah. leading up to Heim, which is where Lancelot fled to. Um, and even within Heim, there's like four, uh, three. Uh, but there's three places, fights, yeah, yeah, there's like three a bunch fights. of maps. It's the first three stage like castle there's, though. Yeah, you can like oh, no, yeah. There's a lot. First yeah. three stages. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, it's a three stage battle with two different sides you can approach it from. So there's different paths that you can take. It's yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, this is the point where you can meet Mortem and Lindel and get the guns in this world uh, when you do it next time. Uh, pretty much every side quest okay. is either triggered before Barnisha or right after Barnisha before you go to Heim. So that's okay. worth taking it out. Then uh, I just like the dialogue at uh, Willem City, I believe it's called. It's right mm. before Heim, where the Swordmaster is like, it's a very hilly city. 
where yeah. it's such a they're so defeated. They're like, well, Denon's coming and he's about to like kill our all, all our families, but uh, and he's gonna kill us. But let's go, let's go kill him. <laughs> let's go <Yeah>. try. <laughs> I, I also liked the one where the soldier was like. I, I won't. I'll look the other way if any of you decide you want to um, Excellent. defect right now. And and they none of them leave. And he's like, "Good, like, awesome, Bakram soldiers, beasts. Like, let's do this <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing." He's he's glad at least yeah. they kept their honor or whatever. Um, so yeah, I liked that a lot. Uh, but you go through a couple yeah. different stages. Yeah. Uh, and you get uh, to the castle itself where Branton uh, is speaking. With Lancelot. Did you have something you want to say before that, Ivan? Yeah, I just wanted to make a note about... Because when you're fighting Galgastani and you read all their background stories in the Warren Report, you find that, like... Like, yeah, they were normal people, but they were also really into, like, exterminating Wallisters. You know, they were, they were like, ultra-nationalists. When right. you read uh, Bakrami's background stories, it's a lot more... Um, they're a lot more chill. <laughs> Yeah, and you kind of feel bad about it because it's a lot of them are like disgraced nobility or people who are like trying their best to get through school, and it's like these are way more normal yeah. than the Kagasani villains. Yeah, <laughs> you, like... that's funny. Uh, um, dang. So this scene was really good. I wasn't expecting a lot of what happened here to happen either. Um, so basically. They're like at the gates. They're like just about to storm the castle. And Branton is still holding out, like, no, yeah. keep fighting. And he's trying to tell all the Dark Knights what to do. Yeah. They're, he's and, not being respectful at all. And no. it's like he's not in a position to make these demands. No. And uh, Lancelot's like, yeah, we're just coming to say farewell. Um, yep. Good luck, but we're out of here. <laughs> they teleport out, and he's just like, what? Well, what? Um, but this is where Branton had actually gotten to Barbus first and yeah. barbus betrays lancelot oh, and right. uh balsafon and doris and doris and and uh and barbus yeah turn their swords on balsafon and lancelot right. and take them captive um and uh th this was a little bit funny to me like they they take them into this other room and they set him down there, and they're like kicking Balsafon and stuff, and like they take the sword because he had Bryn Hindar, Bryn Hildar. Yeah, so Balsafon yeah. was the one holding the sword. So uh, Martim takes it from him, and is like, "All right, we'll just leave you here, uh, and you know, you're going to get slaughtered by the Almoricans when they come up, anyways." Right. And then they walk out, and they're like, "Okay," and they just like shed their freaking. <laughs> bonds like they just like yeah. get out of them and like yeah. warp away i guess uh i thought that was a little funny like that's pretty ridiculous they didn't yeah. and that's the last we ever see of them in uh this ending yeah well i did have a question about what did i see never this is the only scenes where uh volok is present in the neutral route as well um, oh very interesting well, oh yeah yeah because because I, I i was wondering who that was i was like where did this guy come yeah, from like yeah. he's the third <laughs> yeah. guy that's bound with them and they that's all just like yeah, yeah huh. they all just break their bonds and leave i i just thought that was so funny like they didn't set a guard on them i guess they're all retreating anyways that's probably why but and two uh, I, they really suck at tying people up like i don't know they just like 
break out of it so easily. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Barbus then goes back in while well, we got where we came from. So peace out, Branton. We did what we told you we would do, but now we're going to leave you yeah, yeah. to fight them. Like, no, you can't do that. Then you have a big fight with Branton. You end up killing him. Yep. Um, but then we have to... Keep yeah, following Barbus. He's always a step ahead of us. Barbus had head headed to a place called yeah, the Hanging really Gardens, um, and uh, he took the sword with him. So the idea is we got to pursue Barbus and stop him from whatever he's going to do with that sword, right? Because that's what Canopus and Lancelot and everyone else had come here yeah. for was to retrieve that sword. It's the sword of the power yeah. of the gods. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. What were we gonna say, Evan? There's some really good like. Uh, dialogue against Branton here with uh, a several different characters. If you have Sherry, she has some. Um, me... Sorry, it's just difficult to navigate the script, but uh, yeah, he has tough. one uh, where he, he, in the old version, this fight is uh, really funny because he has another Vader, like another direct Star Wars reference. Really? Um, <laughs> join me, then, and we can rule this island as I, uncle and nephew. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. It's great. He has a, a much more interesting line that I, where it's like, if, if you don't have a, if you're not born with a silver spoon, you fashion one of steel. You know, that was, uh, uh yeah. Where he's talking That's about, like, one. you know, we, we both came up from, uh, humble origins. You know, we're, right. we're both in the same social class. And look where we ended up. Look, we're not that different. You, you, you did it through war and I did it through politics. And, uh, we're really, both exactly the same guy, and like, why are we even fighting? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I loved your brother, you know. He was my brother. Uh, I loved your dad. He was my brother, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Trying to pull nice. out all the stops to avoid the inevitable at this point. Yep. Um, and um, okay. he, uh, in this, I'm sorry, uh, the one thing that's different in the other version is it. it's entirely terror nights at first, but as you start killing them, in the old version, he would start summoning angel knights as his allies. It just, oh, wow. Um, I always thought that was symbolic of something. Well, uh, I mean, he is, he was of the order of Phil Haha, right? So that's correct. Yeah, he wasn't it's like. The terror knights first, and then the angels. The terror knights are chaotic aligned in that game, they are yeah. uh, basically evil coded, but then he starts summoning angels when he's, uh, when he's cornered. It's, uh, he, uh you know, he prefers brute force to religion, perhaps. Oh, there you go. Uh, very interesting. So it's only when he's backed into a corner, he starts turning to God again, right? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> that's actually, there, there's something there. That's Yeah, that's it's, it's like, oh, I, you know, relied on my own yep. strength till the last second. And then I started right. calling on And then, God. oh, please, please help, please help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Holy Night Lancelot. You have to, you have to. Oh yeah, let's talk about that scene because that was that crazy. that's something that'll stick with me for a long time. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, we kind of show up at the place. There's like a, a maid who's kind of, you know, just working around helping out. She asks us like, "Do you know him?" And we won't we won't say anything. Denim won't. Um, but yeah, Lancelot is just sitting in a chair looking out at the sea, and he can't talk. He's got mm. no faculties left. He has no awareness. Um, and then I think Denon picks up his the music box, right? Kind of plays the yeah. little jingle there, and it makes him become a little bit lucid, but then he just falls over, and the yeah. maid kind of puts him back in the chair, and you really get nothing out of him. Yeah. And uh, that's that's rough to see. It's tough. That was crazy. It's tough. I was not expecting it, and yeah. I assume for anyone who had played Ogre Battle before this, yeah. he was 
what, like the lead character of that game, right, Ivan? Uh, I actually have a note about this. Uh, okay. I, I said this, I told you, Mike, about this in the beginning, that the ending, uh, the, the canonical ending of Ogre Battle actually kind of spoils a little bit about what happened to uh, Lance here, because in his ending dialogue, he says uh, he was sent on a secret mission from which he never came back. Or he was, mm. uh, I think some of the translations are like KIA or MIA. But basically, mm. they sent him to Valeria, and we knew... If, if you got the world ending of Ogre Battle, that he doesn't come back from that. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I mean, he was a lead character of the last game who was, there's this mystery behind this mission to, you know, somewhere he went and never returned. And this is, yeah. now you're seeing what that meant. Right. And that's like, oh, that's like the worst fate possible. Holy crap. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Frick, it sucks. Yeah. This guy who we met right at the beginning of the game, you know. Yep. So this, uh, who did this to him specifically is kind of left vague and like what actually happened. Okay. But uh, the, uh, and originally this was the case, but now in the lawful route, just make sure that you recruit Ozma because a lot of what the Dark Knights are doing will be re re revealed through that lens. Okay. Uh, okay. And this particular detail in the story will, will get some more development from there. I'll try to do that. Um... <laughs> You can recruit both Oz and Ozma in Lawful, right? No. Only no, Lawful. Just Ozma. Okay. Um, can you recruit Oz in any of these? No. No. So Oz Ozma is, is the only Ozma is the only Dark Knight who will join you. The only other one from Lotus that will join you is Hoberim. Okay. Uh, no, there right. is a scene, yeah. I'm not sure if uh there's a scene with Hoberim and Chrysero. I don't know if it was changed from the original version that it doesn't happen unless you have Ozma, but there's generally a scene you will get in the Warren's report where it says, like, is there a Lodissian spy in Denim's ranks? And then if you went to Chrysero, you would have a private conversation with Hoberim where he would reveal he's actually from Lotus, that he is Balzafon's brother, and there would be a, a flashback scene to about to when Hoberim was young and he had his eyes with him and his father with... Uh, Balzafon coming in and seizing power and because uh, Hoberim stood with his father and did not uh, support Balzafon and Lancelot's rebellion, he, that's why his eyes were gouged out and apparently his mother was also killed and so this oh, sets then. up like Balzafon is probably the more brutal of Tarros and him, even though mm. we don't see much of him doing much we learn from Hoberim basically he's uh He's a scarier guy than he looks. Mm, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so from here, you just I'm basically... i gardens, yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, one more note before we get to the end is I did have... You, if you go to the Oelius Divold story of this route... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, right. Is that settled in Palace of the Dead, which is unlockable before you go to Bernicia, but it's, it's an endgame final, you know, like, extra dungeon that you might not necessarily go to. Yeah, I don't um, think I did that. <laughs> and it's okay, because it's 100 floors, and it's kind of ridiculous to expect, especially... Oh, right, that. Yes, I definitely did not do that. Uh, mm -mm. Uh, the Nybeth kind of disappears from the story, right? That's where he went. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you get down to the fifth uh, level of the Palace of the Dead, you will always encounter him on every route. On the neutral route, though, it's a unique encounter, because he has uh, further conversations with Oelius, Um and uh, you, it's revealed that actually this Solfesh spell that he was talking about, he <laughs> yeah. pulled it off. He actually pulled it off. Oh. Oelius is not... Re I, like, 
It is the soul of his wife in the body of his daughter. He like he snatched up his wife's soul, and then put it in his uh, in her newborn baby, and uh, that is what's been animating oh. all this. Holy crap! So that is, is that's crazy. crazy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. Wow. So she. Uh, whoa. Yeah. That's why I oh. thought it would be worth mentioning here. <laughs> uh, certainly, and you can't get that in any of the other routes. Oh, you have to. It has to be in the neutral route because uh, in the wow. other routes, uh, Nybeth is doing something completely different. Nybeth is um, a, a bad person. Yeah, Nybeth sucks. Holy and, but his philosophy is so deep <laughs> that he justifies it. You know, he's got an easy, easy way to kind of keep doing what he does. Wow, that's crazy. That's uh, it's, there's a lot of dialogue that happens in that fight, but I recommend you guys, you look it up. Um, like, OLS is True Identity. There's a video of it on YouTube. I'll probably post it in the Discord. Uh, just okay. so you guys see it for yourselves, because it's missable. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Okay, so there's several battles. Several battles as you head down to the Hanging yeah. Gardens and then descend even from there. And each time, darn it! Barbus got away again. <laughs> oh man, no, he just warped out again. Yeah. Um, they All just the keep the going further and further down. You fight Andorus, you end up killing him. And this yeah, is where he, he kind of tells, tells you, us, yeah. He kind of helps you out a little bit. Yeah, which I wasn't yeah. expecting. I thought that was cool. Uh, gives you the, some information you need to know about what they're going, but you're too late. You yeah, know? it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Um, oh. Anyways, there's a bunch of battles against just kind of like some zombies and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's several fights well, on the way before down. Before we go down under the... So this is where I was talking about if you read the descriptions of every stage, give mm -hmm. you a lot of uh, information about what happened right... what Like when the king died or like what, what happened to break apart the royal family that caused all of these events to happen. Right. Um, and I don't have them on hand, but essentially there is a floor uh, where so the king and the queen had a son. And uh, he also had the daughter with Manaflora. Manaflora got exiled, and uh, yeah. you know everyone believed she was dead, and they believed the daughter was dead. And so he thought this the son was uh, his heir, his wife. Um, so his son was playing in the Hanging Gardens, because this was like the vacation place for the king, you know? Like, yeah. of course. Um, and he fell down, like by accident, supposedly. Uh, although, you know... A royal, a royal son dies by accident. You always have to ask the question. You know? <laughs> right, but right. He, he fell off. He, he just fell down like a, from a great height and died, which led the queen to kill herself. Mm. And then at this point, Dorgalua was, well, what, what is a man like when that happens to him? Mm. And that's... Uh, relevant to what we're about to... What, well, what yeah, and to, then this is where yeah. Barbus tells... That he tried to appeal to Philhaha, you know, to right. the, the gods or whatever, and got no answer. And so then he turns to the dark gods instead. And this is um, what Nybetha Oelius, I suppose. Um, just the, the whole discussion of like, you appeal to Philhaha. Yeah. <laughs> and Philhaha doesn't, you don't. It, the answer isn't what you wanted. Yes. So just put it that way. It's like, hey, can you bring my son back? No, death is a part of life. Okay, I'm, who can bring my son back? You? <laughs> You'll do it? Nybeth or Joker? This is uh, kind of this is Anakin Skywalker's more or sure. less his kind of arc, right? Where it's like, you know, serving like, you know, goodness and, and morality is cool and all. But like, 
who's going to bring back the girl that I love that's going to die? You will. I'm on your team, right? And that's more or less what happened to Dorgulia, right? Where he's just like, hey, all of your your um, your your white magic and your you know churchy stuff, it's not. It doesn't, doesn't do what I want anymore. Yeah. So I need to move on. And he turns to the dark side. Yeah. He turns to dark magic and well, necromancy type stuff. There's something inherent in the blood of Dorgalua, right? Where oh, yeah, they're right. able to open this portal the to seal. the ogres. Well, Kachua would have been able to open it. Right. But she's not there. And so they just use the sword to, I guess, brute force right. open the seal. So oh, this was something uh, we, we kind of forgot to bring up earlier. Um, they, they, they were accusing Lancelot of this. Of where it was like using Kachua? They were like, we had the sword the whole time and you like sent us on this freaking oh right you know uh oh, mission to, to get Kashua. go ahead ivan brunhilder in ogre battle is a weapon that you got in the story of that game and it had it, there's a it has a plot relevance in that game as well uh it could anyway if you get the good ending or if you get one of the bad endings it, it's it's power is basically it opens up the chaos gates which are like the portals to the netherworld where the ogres were sealed. And there's they're all over the world. There's a bunch of them in Zenobia. There's a bunch of them in Lotus. And uh, uh, during the course of Ogre Battle, in order to get the good ending, you have to actually like find all of these Chaos Gates and interact with them. I forget in what way. Uh, you can also use Brunhilder to give it to the devil and then he'll align with you. And then, <laughs> and then you get the bad <laughs> ending where the devil possesses you when you're the king. But um, basically, yeah, it's, this is a, this is a power that Brunhilder has uh, in Ogre Battle as well. It's it, it has mm. the power to open up Chaos Gates, which is yeah. where you are standing at this point. But uh, Dorgalawa was able to do it just because yeah. he has some kind of power in his I don't know heritage in his lineage or something like that. Uh, the gods, you know, you can make a pact with them and they'll open up to you. Uh, this. There, there's a couple of different ways to open them other than Brunhilder. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, Kashua is one key, but Brynhildr is the other. Yeah. And so anyways, I think Either it was Martim or somebody who was pissed at Lancelot for like, why were you making us jump through all these hoops with yeah. Kashua when we had Brynhildr Well, I'll time. bet you he wanted to keep Brynhildr's secret and then let's use Kachua and then do away with her and pretend Brynhildr's lost. Where meanwhile, he has it the whole time. Right. Like there could be some subterfuge there. That that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, this is where we learn about the ogre battle because finally Barbas is able to, they get all the way to like that Stonehenge kind of monument. Yes. And um, it's like, now what? And like neither of them know what to expect. They're like, okay, we did the, we said the incantation and nothing's happened, right? And we basically kill them all. And then the uh, the Stonehenge gate kind of opens, right? Yes. After we kill Barbas and everybody. And it's like, okay, great. Now we're going to see what's happening with all of this. And of course, yeah. at this point, we'd kind of heard, oh, by the way, uh, Dorgalua kind of turned to the dark side and all that stuff. And then we get to see him. He kind of rises up. I am a god. <laughs> it's like how he introduces himself. <laughs> it's pretty epic, but he looks jacked. He's got like yeah. one horn growing yeah. out of one side of his head, and he just does not look right at all. Uh, but he feels like he has surpassed kingship and went straight to godhood. You know what was really interesting? I think probably the most interesting line of all of the, the stuff here right at the end with the final boss was he, he claims to be a god. Yeah. But Denim calls him an ogre. 
Yes. And he like sort of falters for a second. And there's like a voice. And there's another voice yeah. that tells him, don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to get some clarification on that uh, from you, Ivan. That's the spirit. Um, that voice. What was that voice? And is it true that Dorgalawa was just an ogre, not a god himself? He is uh, more of an ogre and not a god. That is correct. Okay. Uh, basically, he... Uh, this is leaning a bit on some context from Ogre Battle 64, but he also does look like one of the ogres in that game. Because oh, okay. uh, you meet them as well. Uh, there are gods in the underworld that are uh, trying to get out. Yeah, you know, uh, when they, they kind of tell the story of the ogre battle here a little bit, where yeah. it's like, hey, long ago, there's a battle, and basically the evil gods sided with the ogres, and then the good gods, because they won, and the winners write yeah, history, right. <laughs> the good gods sided with the humans, and the humans won, and Denim kind of runs over that, I think, a little bit. Um, yeah, he's like, like, it's a kid's everybody story. Everybody knows that Yeah, story, everyone knows. Yeah. Well, what if I were to tell you that the legend is true? <laughs> what? No way! So, obviously, that happens. Um, but... It almost sounds a bit like some like Genesis Giants like oh sure Nephilim Book yeah. of Enoch kind of stuff, um, where the fallen, the fallen angels, the fallen gods, kind of you know take what would you call they create monstrosities among the you know the children of men and all that kind of stuff mm. and and then um, God has to kind of like fix it. Um, it's interesting kind of stuff there because you can see it with this voice that whispers to him. It's not just him. He is possessed by a spirit, right? Mm. There was a fallen a fallen angel came and through possession of him created like a new being, which is like a, a, basically the story of the Nephilim. And the ogres are kind of giants, right? And yeah. anyways, kind of, I kind of see where um, Matsuno might be going a little bit with that. Um, but it's interesting to note that, that there are, these spirits are trapped underground, right? Um, but they were never necessarily done away with, right? Mm. They're still there and they're always going to be there and they're always going to be trying to get out. Yeah. Is right. the way that I can kind of see it. Right. And so this is uh, Dorgalawa's chance. Yep. You have to end up fighting him in two phases. Yeah. The first Then phase, the, the giant then, where he's like super tall. Yeah. Then you're like all surrounding him. Uh, yeah, the, oh, the, yeah doppelganger the doppelganger one was interesting. Yep, yep that was cool. Because however you, yeah, select your party carefully on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it really cheesy with a with specific, like, you, you, if you know that's coming, you, you could really plan around it. It, it, yeah. it, it can mess with you too. Yeah. I did not, but, but there are yeah. ways to beat it that are not, like, <laughs> frustrating. If you, if you just think <laughs> I'm about sure you can, yeah, sure. I can, I can just think of the ways to do it. Um, but finally, Kildor Galiwe, he's not a god, spoiler alert. Yep. He's just a stupid ogre, and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's more or less the end of that. Uh, we get to kind of see the endings now. And well, well when, Warren, when he's dying. When oh, that's right. And, and Warren, saves everybody. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, everything's earthquaking, and it's all going to collapse. And Warren shows up, and he uh, warps everybody out, except for Denim at first. Yep. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? Because you, <laughs> you don't know who to trust in this game. Yeah, exactly. You just don't know. And Warren, you know, he said he told us the truth, but was, you know, I guess Brynhilde does exist, or Brynhildr. So he was at least not completely lying, but that doesn't mean that everything he says is true. It doesn't mean he's a good guy either. I was fully expecting him to be like, <laughs> my plan. But instead, he warps us out and seems to be incapable of warping himself out, even though everyone else in the game can always do that. <laughs> um, but... 
Yeah, he when, he, when he people, forgot his shift stone. <laughs> exactly. He just he just oh dang it, he screwed up. Uh, but or I you know, think they're implying that he just magic died there. That he's using. Yeah, he has to kind of like seal the gate again or whatever. Yeah, and he has so he has to stay behind a sacrifice. So and that. that's whenever you seal a gate, there's always someone who has to stay behind. This yeah, is sacrifice. This is a trope. Um, so yeah, he's there, and then oh, what happened to him? We don't know, but yeah. like we kind of know he's probably dead. Um, well, uh, Coda three. Uh, we, Coda. Th- we, well, I didn't we will, say he will... is dead. I'm saying he's probably dead, and we don't need to <laughs> yeah. go into post game spoiler territory. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, what was I going to say there? Um, well, is ending okay. an ogre battle also implies he's dead? By the way, just like Lance's, uh, uh, Canopus's uh, did not. Oh, Canopus okay. says he meets his best friend again in Heim. And where does the game end? It's in Heim. In Heim. Interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's. We're basically let's at the ending about, now. Let's talk about the ending here. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I really did. It got, <laughs> it got me to like re enjoy the game, and it really got my the wheels spinning in my head as to what yeah. are the other endings. I'll bet you they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was good. I like this yeah. one. There's a few lines from Denim. And just the way everything happens, it's it's very unexpected. Um, we got slightly different endings, I think. But I got the one where Denim is assassinated. Yeah, um, I did too. Oh, you did yeah. too. Okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about the other one. Um, and the way that happens, and it just cuts to black, and it's like game over. Like, you don't even know yeah. whether or not Denim truly succumbed to, or if the guy missed or whatever. It's just the guy shows up, shoots, and it's like, boom, black like yeah. the credits, roll the credits Just over, now. and it's crazy um, the way that that'll happen. But of course, before that, we're at the coronation, but Denim is still like reflecting on the past and what's his name, the the guy, the um, the old guy, Maruva. yes, uh, Maruva. Um, he's telling us like, hey, don't worry about it, everything will be fine. Um, there, he's he's dealing with all sorts of. He keeps getting messages from different people, and he's trying to like figure out what to do. He's more or less uh-huh. taking like an advisor position yeah. over like a Merlin if, kind of position at, whereas we're the King, but he's the one clearly he's kind of like trying to figure out the logistics of all this stuff. Right. And um, he's like, Oh, we'll deal with that after the coronation, just get the crown on first. And then we're going to, we got work to do basically. Yeah, like it's right. not over. Oh, it's, um, and that, I loved that, that whole yes, feeling. So good. The whole feeling of like anxiety that like, Oh, and um, it's if, not if you have, over. Yeah. If you have both Seria and Sistina, they will have a scene here where they talk about uh, a terrorist group called the Burnham Tigers raiding uh, the the troop. Yeah. They assassinated Uh, somebody, right? Like, uh, yeah, they've been, they've been going around doing liberation front stuff basically against Denim. Yeah. And then we get to see just all of his regrets, just like, Oh, and you just say, Kachua dot, 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 dot. And then you see all the scenes with where we're just like, Telling Kachua that like well, we're not gonna yeah. listen to her. This this was I, I really feel like this whole this ending, because this ending has two slight variations, like we said, and then there's mm-hmm. a, a different, a totally different one. But this entire thing, I think basically either way it goes in the post post credit scene, um, we did we got the one where Denim is assassinated, but there's yeah. a different post credit scene too. Either one, because I've seen them both, this ending is my favorite, I think, yeah. for many reasons. But I, 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 okay, let me just kind of go through it. So there, there, you, I guess what you expect, I was watching somebody's reaction online to this ending. Okay. And 
it's particularly the part where he get where he actually gets shot, and it just goes to black. And My it's heart kind of like skipped for a second there. Yeah. I was not expecting it. And he's just like, "What? What the f? Like, you can't just end a game like that." Dude, and I that was, was like, a "No, great, and no, <laughs> that's actually a perfect way to end for, it for what happened, especially yes. throughout this playthrough." Yes, that makes that's the most logical ending. It it is brilliant thematically. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, yeah. Because what you're it's expecting, all... and that's that's what a player or a, a consumer of the product tactics yeah. ogre is expecting, because that's the archetypal way the hero rises in the end, and uh, everything ends up good, and you right. get a happy ending, and they live happily ever after, yes. or whatever. That's more what you're expecting. That's what would satisfy you, this yeah. consumer of the product tactics yeah, ogre. Yeah. But it's not the reality of how conflicts are resolved, right. which is what his whole point of making this game was. Yes. No, the whole feeling in the end of this this cutscene here is, gosh, this conflict's going to keep going on. But for yeah. right now, let's just put a pause on it. Let's just get him coronated. Yep. And then we can continue the fight and later. Even that does not go as no. planned. No. Yeah. The hero, the hero's journey ends with a very sudden cut to black. That's right. Yeah. Like uh, uh, we're putting ourselves into the role of Denim, right. who is regretting all of these choices he made. I love how the first flashback is to Kashua saying, like, please don't get involved in this. The very beginning. This. Yeah, that's like, right. Just don't even do it. It's not like right. I, I can't bear to lose you. She talks yeah. about she doesn't want him to die and all this stuff. She was trying to pull him back from involving himself, from trying to be a hero right. in all of this. Yeah. And and in his first kind of acts in the story, he became the hero of Goliath and got caught up in that. Yep. Right? He should have, once he did his thing, he should have and seen the, the landscape. He should have stepped on back and said, okay, I'm, I don't need to keep doing this. Beginning of chapter two. Yeah. Chaos, she asks him to leave Valeria with him. Right, yeah. And he's like, no, we have to save our father, avenge our father. Our father, we have to do yeah. all of this stuff, right? Yeah. He's looking back on all of this and realizing she tried to not allow him to be involved in it from the beginning. Right. And because he chose to do that, she's dead. Vice is dead. Uh, all of these other people, like yeah. thousands and thousands of innocents. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying, I he he doesn't think he did the right thing, and right. he's questioning himself. Yeah. And then he's and sitting on the why, throne. Uh, Maruva keeps saying, "Don't think about it. Don't think about this. Stop. Stop yeah. reflecting. Just go do it. There's work to be done." Yeah. And and then and then, if we're again in the position of the hero for this hero's journey, yeah. so to speak. It just ends in this incredibly abrupt, unforeseen yeah. assassination. Yeah, that's crazy. And like, that's what you can expect to happen if you get involved in this, I'll call it, Game of Thrones. That's like, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of what that whole book series, uh, Song of Ice right. and Fire, sort of demonstrates too. It's like, yeah. th this doesn't end well. No matter For what anyone. your good intentions were, yeah. or how noble your intentions were, I think there was well, a line somewhere earlier in the game that said almost precisely that. Um, no matter how noble your intentions are, like it's the people who suffer, yeah, and yeah. they will resent you. Yes, they'll blame you for it. Yeah, and 
that's, I mean, exactly what ended up happening. And I thought it was a brilliant ending for tying up all of, all of what Matsuno in the interviews we read kind of said he was wanting to demonstrate. Yeah. I think it's brilliantly sort of, um, punctuated, uh, and and really regardless of the post-credit scene, because they both insinuate almost the same ends, just maybe one's more delayed than the other. Yeah, sure. But in particular, the assassination ending, I yeah. thought was amazing. I liked it, and it, it at least put me to the point, and I think this is it, because I mentioned before how when when Kachua uh, becomes an unalive person, yeah. um, I was kind of, I got, I became once again deflated, right? I just like, oh, great, okay, this finish this stupid game and but by the time i get to the end here and that happens part of me is just like denim deserved that first of all yeah denim deserved that and i'm glad that things didn't end well after making those choices yeah right and he says a line too denim says we must sever the chains of time and break with the past he gives this like you know glorious speech at his coronation about how you know don't let the past you know drive you that's all that he was doing, yeah. right? That's kind of, um, you know, the concept of, well, this is actually a bit different, but like the idea of pulling up the ladders, right? However you got to power, once you're in power, you pull up the ladders so that no one else can get to where you're right. at, right? So it's like, oh, okay, I got here by doing all this stuff, but okay, it stops now, right? Um, <laughs> and I thought this was a very fitting ending for somebody who was motivated the way he was by revenge and was willing to do all of this stuff and rejoin with his enemies and all this stuff just to get to this point and then just die right away, and it's yeah. just like what a fitting, what a fitting end for for somebody like that. He he was a good person at heart, you know. I was denim. I saw all the things. They were hard decisions. Fine, I get all of that. But when he gets up there and he starts telling everybody, "Okay, guys, now I know how to fix this. Don't do anything I did. Yeah, <laughs> break the chains of the past, right? And that's good advice, right? It is good advice. But of course, somebody who is holding on to those chains of the past, uh, as Nietzsche would call it, with that slave mentality shows up and just kills him because well, you're my oppressor. And, and that's what's so, that's why I think it's so great because you, you start in the perspective of, of Denim and the, and the kids who had survived this massacre and they've got this vengeance on their mind and they, they feel yeah. justified, um, in pursuing that. Yeah. Well, who is this person? I was just about to bring that out up. and shot yep. him. What was it that happened yes. that made him feel he deserved vengeance on denim well and we probably it, and killed his my, father this comes back to my whole point he would have yeah. felt justified in that yep. and maybe he was because denim's had to make a ton maybe of he was bad decisions specific- tough decisions go ahead ivan so the uh the identification of the soldier who kills you it will tell mm. you the clan he's from and the clan is dependent on who you have the lowest reputation with at the end of okay. the game sure so, it, so it's almost guaranteed people that yeah. we have killed somebody who you made the most mad is always yes. going to be the one the people we killed the most their descendants are the ones yeah. that are like and you know what's funny you could almost make a whole game around that person's story yeah how denim showed up killed his father and he's been seeking revenge and here he finally gets to assassinate the duke and there's a way you can tell that story where he's the good guy yeah Exactly. Right? He's that's perfectly my point. justified. It's it's a yeah. book end almost, but it's a right. it's a completion of a cycle. Yep. And the start of a new one. Yeah. And that's that's what it's that's what it's all getting to here. And the cycle is doesn't that end. This pursuit of vengeance, this resolution that we typically see for conflicts mm. is cyclical and it never freaking ends. It will yeah. not stop. Right. Um 
And I just think it's it's brilliantly put and punctuated with that hard cut to black, shocking, sort of like not expecting it. I loved it. And they don't show you what happens after. It's just boom, the gunshot, and then it's over. I forgot there were even guns in this game, right? Yeah. So it's like, whoa. And uh Yeah, it's it's just wild. And and they don't like lay into it too much. They just show it. It's just shocking and then the game's over. Done. Yeah. And that was so good. I, I couldn't believe it. That put a smile on my face. As horrific <laughs> as that was, after it happened, I was like, well done. Yeah. Like, well done. It well done. Really and I, it got me re-excited again after being earlier deflated. It reinvigorated me to now go and see all the other endings. Because mm. I know what Matsuno's doing now. I totally get it now. He's painting us a picture of what it's like to you know, uh, be involved in um, forcing other people to do what you want. Yeah. Because that's politics, right? Yeah. You know, being in charge of the the gun that says, okay, now I'm in charge, you know, and that whole Game of Thrones that you're talking about. Yeah. This is that game. And there there is not a very pretty way to do it. Yeah. Because it is inherently a screwed up thing to begin with. And, Violent and, and horrific. And innocence, many, many, by the thousands, yeah. will suffer. There, Think, are no, there are no heroes. You don't come yeah. out of this feeling like... I did the right thing and I was a hero. Right. You don't come out of leading in wartime feeling that way. Right. Because it requires that you do things that you would have condemned yourself yeah. for at the beginning. And that's why Maruva is like, don't think about it. Stop reflecting on the past. Just move forward. Yeah. Because no one can get to this point unless they do that. Yeah. Because if at any point you stop and reflect, like, you're you're not going to make it. Yeah. Good so, stuff. Really good. I look forward to talking about all the other endings now and re-dissecting this game. I'm excited. I love it. Ivan, since you will not be joining us here for the next couple of weeks as you uh, are involved in studying and, and doing other things, working and whatnot, what would you like to say um, before we have you on again near the end of this series? Uh, well, I first of all, just thank you guys for letting me come on. Uh, that was really nice. Uh, I've been and I'll, I'll be happy to come on again in the future, uh, especially as you get toward the end of this podcast, because you're going to go back to the other routes. Um, and uh, I, I want to thank your audience for bearing with me, because I know I kind of took away some of their um, some of the production value of your show by uh, coming in digitally. But uh, I think you guys got uh, exactly what I wanted you to get out of taking this route first, because uh, I know, Kason, you said you were hating... Uh, Picking choices uh, that you didn't want to pick. I know, but that's but, this whole game. I just have to get over it. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the thing, though, is uh, I get I made you go through a route that uh, when you're when you're thinking about a JRPG, you are not going to go this route, no matter what. Right. Uh, yeah. You but you know what? When I route, hold on, hold on, real quick. When I think about this game, though, is the route that I want that I think is like, oh, I'll make the right choices next right. time and I'll play it the way I would do it. Is that going to be just as screwed up as this route? Because like things aren't going to work out. Like I have this idea in my head where no, I can I can work this out well. If I make the decisions I want to, then I'll then I'll enjoy the story more. Um, but that's not what Matsuno did here. He's not making a story that you just sit back and enjoy and then and then laugh. I did laugh at the end, I guess. But but because he was clever. Yes. But I, I even if I did everything the way I want to, it's still probably going to end up in this like ridiculous, awful situation that's going to hurt my heart again. Yeah. Right. Because that, that's, that's the nature true. of this game. That's true. But it's also, you know, uh, 
the way that uh, you would have approached this route, uh, I feel like you would have not been, since you not would have been seeing it for the first time, it would, yeah. be, uh, it would have felt tiring to you. When you're going through the neutral route last, <laughs> that would have been the worst thing you would have done for yourself. Uh, you, okay, you okay. So you got through the hard part. Now the game is going to get super easy. Um, well, I'm excited. I have to say, I, Ivan, I am I am extremely glad uh, that we invited you on and that you have been very helpful and that um, this podcast would have been a lot rougher if you if you were yeah, not here. Yeah. And I, I want to make sure you know that, but I also want to make sure that everybody else watching knows that this this would oh. have been <laughs> this would have been rough, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that we were able to kind of be shepherded in and, and you know, uh, promised that that it's going to work out in ways that we don't foresee because this really ended up being a wonderful experience. Yeah. And this could have easily been a game that Mike and I just kind of were um, not happy to talk about for many episodes instead of just that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, well, that's uh, the thing. I've been following your guys' work since, like, the Xenogears podcast. I kind of I kind of have a good idea of, of how you approach things. And good. I saw this game winning the poll, and I... I knew that this was going to cause a lot of trouble if you guys went into this with neither of you having played it, because there is a specific yeah. approach that you need to take in order to really appreciate it and get over the um, awkwardness of some elements of it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. do kind of have to approach this game in a way that's a bit non-linear, and that's that's just the way it right. is. Right, and that's the hard <laughs> part, but I'm glad you were here, so I appreciate it, Ivan. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, some notes that you for you guys uh, on your next playthroughs, do, there's a bunch of stuff in Chapter 4 we just barely glossed over um and that's that's totally do it fine. all <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm saying like there are scenes with the dark knights that get developed more there are characters okay. you can recruit and i can't explain all of it to you and the podcast would go on for like months if we did so just use a guide please uh <laughs> okay you, you want you will not figure out how to recruit ravnus if you're just playing through the game you will just mm. not do it so it's one of those games look up man. ravnus in the chaos route look up how to recruit Cressida. Um, I know it's like spoilers or whatever, but y you're just going to have a, a much better time if you know what's coming up ahead of you. And I think okay. uh, some of these recruitments... Well, now that we've got it through and we more or less see where the game's going and how it works and what the ending is pointing towards, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think I mind spoilers as much. But we still will not be doing them in this podcast. We'll still only talk about the one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, but... Maybe it's not such a big deal after you've already beat the game once. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. That's this route does not ha, does not have a whole lot of extras. You actually can't even start the DLC uh, content from your position right now, which is another oh, really? reason. Oh huh. Just because you you don't have characters who are required to trigger it, and uh, okay, Katra is one of them. And there is uh, yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, All right. So you have a whole. You just you've only scratched the surface of this game, and as you go through the other routes, I think you'll find. Uh, different ways to interpret what you just went through. So cool. uh, I was, I'm just happy to help. And I, I do hope to come back here and uh, cover, you know, wherever you guys get to toward the end for the last one. We can talk about the codas and uh, everything else. But I do need to study uh, for the bar exam, something fierce. I can't, I can't keep up with the yeah, game. Yeah, good luck, dude. Good luck, man. Next time oh, we talk you. to you, you will be a lawyer, <laughs> Ivan, whatever the word is, attorney. Attorney alone. <laughs> well, hopefully before that, but sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the bar works. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, see you guys. Okay. Well, everybody, for next week, like we said, 
Chaos. Join us to cover the chaos route. We'll be doing mostly talking about chapter three differences because two is more or less the same. Yeah. Um, and then maybe some things we missed in four. In four. Um, but uh, that's planned. So see you next week. Peace out.